Welcome to the High Creativity Podcast. We are the podcast formerly known as the No Name Podcast. I am Jay, Uncle Juju St. Paul. I am Ish. And I am C. Stats. We upload the video versions on YouTube, which you can find on the I Am Hip Hop Magazine YouTube channel. Easiest way to search for us on YouTube is to type I Am Hip Hop, all one word, Space Magazine. Yeah, I said space, then magazine. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and click that notification bell as we post weekly, and it really helps with the algorithms. We hope you enjoy the show. Peace, love, and all that good stuff. All that good mm. stuff. All that good stuff. We have a face for radio. Uh, I have a face for radio. I'm confident. No, you guys ain't too bad, man. Like from for me, I I don't know, man. I've always been a bit conscious about thought and whatever, like how I look. I suppose not thought. I am actually conscious about a lot about thought as well. Actually, I'm not gonna front, but no. Yeah, I don't know. Face for radio. That's it's harsh, but it might be true. (laughs) Not to you. I'm just saying. Like thinking of the concept in total, having a face. For radio, like yo, that's actually kind of cold, and then yet we've got all these people out on this. Now you know it's a lie. <laughs> Wait a minute, I know these people on Instagram. Let me finish my sentence. You now you know it's a lie, it can't be the truth. You gotta be lying to me. There's just no way. There's no we all coming out looking that fine, but then when I come see you, you like looking like the other side of a, like the barn, and I'm like, yeah. mm. <laughs> this is a side we don't paint much, isn't it? Right, right. <laughs> Tomorrow, come tomorrow, tell the paint like, for you. Like, do the podcast. What's that? Say that again. Sorry, sorry, Ish. Wait, wait. What'd you say? Stats, Ghostface. Say that again. I said, call the bar, man. Let him paint something up, man. On the one side. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know are what? they? Are they bullet holes? <laughs> well, apparently this person can't shoot the side of a barn. I'm just saying. Right? It's, just like it's a different thing altogether. <laughs> And that's how we introduced this lady. Oh, sorry, go on, Scott. Before I came, I, I, I will stop. Go. Let me let me finish. Preach. No, no, no. I'm just saying. What if, like, they like tell you, you know what? You look better on the left side. So if you're going to do a podcast, video podcast, just do it from the left side. Wait, I'll be this afternoon. <laughs> I know the back of Oh, is that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obey it. Like, angle yourself. That, or trying to, or trying, or trying, to, or trying to Instagram yourself up whilst you ask me all up with. Is it? Can I add a filter? Where's the filter options for this? I want, I want, I want that sepia. I want the sepia. I want, the, I want that kind of look. You know, make it <laughs> looking poor. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we introduce the high creativity podcast. Brrrap. Yes, yes, Told you yes. was gonna rebrand it. Told you was rebranding. Told you want to do that and you make it easier for you to search. And also, I think. Hi really just does kind of explain what it is that we're looking to do on both sides. But as you can see, it's high with a dot, 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 dot. Or the three dots. I just added mm-hmm. the extra dot for flat. You know, it's it already informed. We're already getting high already on the podcast. Well, I'll do my layer. That's all I'm saying. And no kids as well. As well, this is a disclaimer. This is a straight up disclaimer. Kids, no. Okay, no. Wait till your brain develops. So that you can understand exactly the vibrations you're getting on. And no, I don't condone the other chemical-based stuff that you have to go to a lab and have some type of degree to make. That's all I'm saying. Excuse the dog in the background. This is real life. That's how we're doing it. This is an international podcast. Just to let you guys know, I am on a desktop. Ishmael is on his laptop. And Stats is on his phone. Mobile Tech One. Shout out to that company. If you are where he's at, you know, make sure to hit him up. 
You got you got to tell everybody the different locations we sitting in right now. You got to tell you got to tell them that because okay, I don't well, think people would believe that. All right, so all right, so state your all right. So let's do it like this. I think this is a great one and best way to introduce ourselves as well, especially with this new rebrand, vibrations, new feel. We're gonna state our name right, and where right. we're from. All right, so I'll start this up. State your name, gangster, and where you from. First of all, I'm not a gangster or otherwise affiliated. Just to saying, you know, you hip hop, you know what we're talking about. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. But I am Jay, Uncle Juju St. Paul, all the way upgraded, mushroom like level Super Mario, boom, 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 boom. family relations, one extended, <laughs> just saying. So I'm officially an uncle, so you can't hold me to that. And I'm here in London, in the UK, which is, is it, are we still even part of the, you know, we're part of the EU, but we're still technically Europe. Hey, man, whatever. Colonizers, number one. This is where I'm broadcasting from. And we out here talking us. Next gangster, state your neighbor yo, where you from. Yo, yo. That was dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> from the UK, <laughs> the first colonizer. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, yeah, it might right, not be all, all the way the correct. <laughs> yeah, not all the way correct because let's if we want to go, we, we deep it. We understand the African roots and how yeah. we had to spread all out. But the legit first, mm -hmm. we named brand number one. We put stamps on our ish. That's all I'm saying. Anyways. Whitewash history. State your name, gangster, and where are you from? Yo, yo, I'm not a gangster. I'm a blur. <laughs> what a blur is, is a black nerd. Um, I'm from PA. Uh, location, Bethlehem. Um, not that far from Philly. Um, and that's all you get for me. And now, the big homie, the entrepreneur, <laughs> the one with the getting high right now. Even though I wish we had virtual, because I feel like we should have a virtual puff puff pass moment. But okay, I'm sharing, I'm sharing everything. I'm sharing the love right now. I'm sharing the love. So state <laughs> your name, gangster, and where you from? Well, my name is C Stats. I'm from Brownsville, Brooklyn. That's where I'm sitting at right now. Well, I guess you could say that we are lifted. You know, this is this is the 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 higher 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 content show. You will all get it here. This is a lovely, lovely place to be. I feel good today. It's actually Easter Sunday. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to everybody, you know, going to church, doing your thing, Easter egg hunts, everything else. You know what I mean? But I feel good, man. You know what I'm saying? The vibration's high. Paradigm is shifting. New show. You know what I mean? New look. Looks great. I love it, man. You know what I'm saying? I got to I, I gotta say this, too, to everybody out there. You know what I'm saying? Don't do as we do. Do as you. Be your own individual. Don't follow nobody else. You know what I'm saying? If you can't handle it, don't do it. Because, like I said, loopholes are deep, and you will fall in it. So don't do it. But with that being said, enjoy the Sunday. The sun is well. The sun is trying to peek out. I'm looking at the sun right now. It's trying to peek out through the clouds. But today is a blessing, man. So give thanks. Give thanks, y'all. For real. And ha! For the first time, sun's on my side. Please don't That's go away. Right. Don't go away just yet, because this wasn't the same situation <laughs> last, last conversation. Why are, you Why are you praying? You don't believe in. I don't. I didn't. Say, I didn't praying? say I did. I said, look, it's just you a full. I'm connected to my chakra. Well, that was the emoji. Okay, that was the emoji right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we go back to the talking on emoji sections. I swear, <laughs> like boy. <laughs> so we got, but anyways, Jed's like all all crack crack Alexis, like is actually actually. Touch on a great subject. I think we're gonna crack on this whole Easter stuff. When your thoughts on it and and what now? I think I'm gonna rip this one to shreds. Before we go into the topic, now you know we rebranded ourselves. 
you know, we today is kind of resurrection day. I felt like this is a resurrection moment on the high creativity, high creativity podcast. Let people get to know us. Yeah, well, I was gonna get into that, but what I was okay. also gonna say is just giving a bit of the itinerary. So we're gonna cover the the DMX side of things, the real Ooh. crucial kind of Ooh. side of the situation. I'm gonna get into a little bit of a rant. Oh, that's dope. We I love them stories. We're gonna go, I'm gonna do my <laughs> my own little rant. I'm gonna touch on slightly about the whole pressures on the youth and the differences between each generation and where maybe a bit more of a mental understanding needs to come into play so that we can leak into what we've got coming in the month of May. So now that I've done that, you're right. They need an introduction from us. I think it's actually only due course because as, you know, me and Ish were talking about before we started press, before we started recording, before I press record on this, was we've kind of explained why we want to do this podcast and the reason why we're doing it. We've had some great guests already. We've had the likes of Tremendous, who's just recently dropped her album, Misdiagnosis of Siobhan Johnson. Amazing interview. Um, kicked it with um, Bazooka Joe Gotti, longtime underground hip-hop head, contributing to everything, you know, what hip-hop is. We've had um, Shamori. Is it Shamori ever who pronounced his name, isn't it? Shamori Smith, yes. Shamori Smith, exactly, who... Amazing creative, like... Wow, make sure you go, guys, go and check that. We've had Jay Diller's mum, Maureen Diller Yancey, like Marjukes herself. We had the chance to really get to know her as a person. We've we 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 we're really dicing and throwing up a lot, and we've got great more great, 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 great content coming for you guys, and we're hitting up people regularly. And let's not forget, we want you to join. Yes, we're not joking. If you want to be a part-time guest. On this, you just want to jump in because you feel you've got bars or something that you want to say or just you want to come and be a part of this, then let us know. For real, hit, hit me up, highcreativity.net. Go find me online. I am Hip Hop Magazine. You can find all the contact details. Just drop us an email. We'll have the conversation. We'll figure this out and we'll make sure that you are just as included as we are because we are people at the end of the day. And that's going to be a great segue into how I think and how I am as a person. Because real this fast, you, you, real fast, real real quick, bro. You wanted to buy. Uh, we come to the place that you matter, but if you come on with some bullshit, we're gonna let you know. Go ahead. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You heard them, man. I ain't lying. I just I paused for dramatic effect. You didn't know what was going on. <laughs> like, huh? You gonna say something? He looking? Huh? Yeah, no. Nah, he's actually one hundred percent right. We're gonna call you on it and call us on it as well. Like once again, we knowledge is only so much and there's only so much knowledge and understanding you can you can build let's be honest because if, if we knew everything is there a reason to exist which i think is also another great perplexing side of a com you know conversation and also just thought processes like if i did know everything then what would be the point you know i don't know but that every yeah every day to me every day is a day of learning you know what i mean so i mean and and also to say also you know, it. You know, knowledge. I used to think knowledge was power. You know what I'm saying, but it's not unless you put it into action. You know what I'm saying. So you're all looking at action put into use right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying. This is action. Yeah, so we're taking it. So take action in whatever you're doing. You know, and and if you want to come on and talk about it, be more. You know, be more than welcome. But don't come on here with, with you know, like like it said. Don't come on here with the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of people out here selling fake dreams, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and what's that, what's that dude's name? Derek something? The dude oh, with the Derek book? Jackson. He, 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 you talking yeah, about Derek yeah, Jackson? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he got caught out recently real bad. Oh, shit. 
you know what? If you want to talk into all right, all right, okay. If you what if you before we get over the intros, let's not get ourselves because this is exactly what happens with us guys. So just so you know, this is how conversation flows with us. But if you want to touch it, you want to touch on um sorry, I've even I've even got my own lyric, my own meme for this brother. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Who that's coming. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it for real, for real, for real. Yeah, let's go tight with this. Let's tap into it because I actually honestly have some interesting points about him and why I think he's absolutely the, the right person to be out there speaking what he's speaking. Because how else are you without talking from experience? And I'm talking current experience. We'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> My man, but let's get into the intro. Let's let, let people get to know us a bit more and then we'll, then we'll, we'll chop it up as per usual, right? So I'm, as I said at the beginning, Jay Uncle Juju St. Paul. I'll give you my full government. It's James Guy Alexander St. Paul. And I'm a mixed race, heavily mixed race, so much of the sense I'm, I feel like I'm confused. As far as I'm aware, my background or my ethnicity, if you may want to put it, is Grenadian, Trinidadian, Russian, Indian. Apparently, it's supposed to be some Mongolian. Apparently, it's supposed to be some Scottish le leaked into there as well. So either way you can look at it, apparently my family and ancestors love to get around. Simple words. So, grew up whole life in West London, a place called Hanwell, very small town. The last official town I am aware of before you now go into Middlesex, which leads into places like Southall, Uxbridge. And if you're from the ends, then all of these names, you're probably like, oh my God, yeah, I'm from there, fam. Oh, I know their cousin. So, I'm from the <laughs> Queen of Boroughs, as it's known, and it's called Ealing. Spent my whole life literally in that kind of middle. I think the best way to describe it is kind of middle, lower middle kind of class if you want to put it like that so it's a bit more it's a bit different here there isn't like a fine equal divide you either have or you have not kind of situation so there's always an ability to kind of to grow or to try and do a thing it comes with its own issues as most places do as we all know but yeah it hasn't been it hasn't been too bad I was one of the, I was born in what 85 so I was one of those kids that really got the kind of best cusp of knowing what life was like with a black and white TV and also to know what life was like having a Sega Mega Drive or you guys might know as a master system on your side of it or Genesis I think it was Genesis was what you guys would have called it Sega Genesis yeah well I had the Mega Drive I remember playing Sonic then Piper games exit Sega <laughs> oh anyways so um but and then growing up through 80s cartoons, so your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Batman, the new Batman when it came out became a lot darker. Your Ghostbusters, Transformers, uh, Jason the Will Warriors. That was the that was a kind of that's just a few of them. That's the generation I grew up in. So I'm still part of a generation that also only had four channels, right? I remember the fifth channel launching out here. So and your, when your mum was home, you, there's a very low chance you're going to get to watch what you want to watch anyways because there's only one TV in the house. So you had to use your imagination a lot, link up with your friends when you're allowed out, um, which was also a bit of a tough one for me because of being a type 1 diabetic. So my parents a lot, kept me a little bit more strong, like a bit more closer, I think, is the best way for me to explain that because there's so much risk with being a type 1 diabetic. And just to kind of, if you've watched the previous one where Uncle Juju has his rant on diabetes and how, you know, we know I'm not saying your name again. You've got enough publicity out of me for that week. But using racism and diabetes as your link-up, link-up kind of thing. So type 1, for people that don't know, means I'm insulin dependent. 
it means my pancreas doesn't develop its own natural insulin to help balance things out. So if I have too much sugar, then I can go into what they call as diabetic ketoacidosis, otherwise known as DKA. That's when you have too much sugar in your system to the point that you're actually just peeing urine crystals. Real graphic, but you got to know. Then you have type 2 diabetes, which is closely associated more with old age or wrong dietary wrong dietary choices so this is where you're more tablet based with a tablet that's well known called metformin to kind of help you out you can actually become diabetic diabetic free i suppose if that's even a way to say it, or cured if you're a type 2 with type 1 depending on the lifestyle that you live depends if later on in life <clears throat> you can become a type 2 or even potentially go further Shout out to Dr. Actually, I can't even say his name because there's a chance we might get banned on this one. In fact, you know, I'm going to bleep this out for the YouTube. So if you want to get the full version, go on Spotify, uh, which this will be up on too as well. And also, if you miss Spotify and you miss any of the, um, the visuals, then come to the YouTube side. Just making sure I cross those bridges, guys. But yeah, Dr. Sebi, shout out and love to him for the stuff that he's done. So anyways, as a youth, I think the best way to describe it is I've always been interested in other people, lifestyles that they lived how they've experienced lives big music family my dad used to be in a band called index and they did their own little uk funk scene go check out starlight absolutely amazing track you think you can try and copy and chop that up after this then we all coming for you because i haven't done it yet and that's where i'm gonna learn but outside of that i've had the um the love and like well the the, the love of music's been implementing me for a long time real passion about drawing and art comics cartoons anime manga as i've grown up and really still at the same time never lost my invet my investment within people and i'm realizing through working with that with relationships <clears throat> but through that i became it was quite this is kind of a, 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 a bit of a easy, funny segue sorry guys i'm just going on for a bit but just let everyone know i used to have what we i could call the stoop so i was the only only house on the road that we were um shout out to mayfield gardens where literally I'd have friends come over to the stoop just to chat with me because sometimes I wouldn't be able to go out or I couldn't go too far or they might be doing some. So I actually ended up becoming kind of like, as I called myself back then for a period, whilst I was getting into my freestyle and rapping days, I changed my name to the guru. It was from like cyber dog to the guru. Then my uncle named me Black Russian after the actual gun, the Black Russian, but I am a Black Russian. So it kind of did work. Then eventually evolved to uh, Juju, uh, or Juju man, Juju, Uncle Juju, da, 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 whatever, whatnot. But either way, I always had had periods where I used to just chat to people on the stoop. You guys know who you are. And we used to just chop it up and talk and have conversations. And I used to get a little kick out of, you know, when you give like a little bit of well thought out advice to people, they take it, they implement it. And then all of a sudden they're like, yo, man, I actually did help. Or at least this helped kind of put me in a different track. And the same was kind of vice versa as well. So that kind of explains how... I am very lightly into being, but that's pretty much me. And also if you find that I stop or I find myself like this, or I um, it's because literally I found since a kid, my brain works excessively fast. So I, and just to show you how that works, cause I've got a history of stuff. I've, am and still can be a freelance photographer. Well, I have been, or I still can be a freelance photographer. I'm writing my own graphic slash fantasy novel. Bro. Doing this, journalism, podcasting, DJing, I can still bust a semi-freestyle. No, I'm not going to do it here because I ain't, I ain't really dusted things off for a while. But I'm sure you can catch that on the Hip Hop IG Live and that. But still happy to do that. Um, an artist, an illustrator, a graphic designer, a generally good confidant and just person to know. And the way that I have that re reciprocated to me and I'll never be 
that unhumble, that too overconfident or brash is because I have to be reminded by the people and peers that are around me that I've built close relationships with, like Ish, like Stats, like Rish, like Harge, like right, like like Lea, um, Lianca to Anna Maria to all these people that I know, and even shout out to Soul, Jermaine, um, to Jermaine or Jay, as we all know him as well. And I have to get pushed and reminded by is I do a lot and I have an interest in a lot. But once I find something that I'm willing to do and I'm willing to try these things and that's the way that I work. And that's the reason why my brain's always firing on synapses. And just to finish it off, I'm a heavy dreamer. So if you like, if you talk dreams, you know about dreams, hit me up. I'm all about those conversations. I love, I love my little dream spaces. So that's me in a, in a bucket, I suppose, a bit long, but it's a bucket as, as much as I could get it. So that's me, J Uncle Juju St. Paul, to the lightest way. And the rest, you'll get to know through conversation anyways. Ain't that great? <laughs> I think they got everything they needed from that, bro. And and and, and thank you for, um, you know, letting people know, because, you know, a lot of people don't know you. They know you from, from here, or if you are um, follow I Am Hip Hop, they know a little bit of you, but they don't know too much about you. So yeah, man, we appreciate with this rebranding that people actually get to know you. Mm. And now it's to me, um, my name is Ishmael Street, uh, born and raised in Jersey. I live in PA now. I've been in PA for almost going on 20 years now. Um, I was raised by a single mom for like, like I said, most of my life. And then, um, my stepdad came into my life. Um, he changed my life. Um, and it's important that, you know, as men, you know, it's important to have role models. And so he was like my first role model. Um, and then like, uh, later, uh, later in my life, as well as, you know, I have an older brother. Um, uh, don't talk to my older brother as much now, but you know, I do have an older brother. Uh, we're three years uh, apart. Um, you know, we, you know, we had like a close relationship earlier, you know, I looked up to him cause he was the dude, you know, we, we all have that older brother that we look up to. Like he was the one that had like the fresh clothes. He had the cool people. Um, I always try to like wear his clothes when he wasn't around, but eventually he would find out and beat me down for doing it, but I would still do it because he had all the fresh gear. Um, and then, um, like grow like growing up, I would say I had a good childhood, you know? Um, we didn't have a lot, but my mom made the best out of it. Same thing with my stepdad. They made the best out of the situation. Um, they had kind of a, I would say, a weird relationship, which I don't want to divide, like, get into. Um, but it was a good childhood, I, I, I must admit. And then, like, growing up, you know, trying to figure out my passion. You know, I didn't know what I was really a passion about. And, like, later, like, in my when I was 15, you know, I kind of got into writing and I started writing poetry, you know. Um, I was a big fan of Saul Williams, um, uh, uh, Pablo Nadora, um, uh, Nikki Giovanni, Sana Sanchez. I started reading those um, great poets and that kind of inspired me to start writing. And then, you know, I used to write just for a passion. And then um, from writing to a passion, then it became something I, you know, I wanted to do. And so I start like, um, like later in my life, um, you know, I started to like recite my poems. Like my first start was being on this uh, YouTube radio show called the Love Jones, but uh, the Love Jones Experience with Scottish Jones. That's when the first time I, you know, recited a poem on radio. 
And that was a great experience for me. Um, I was a little nervous because that was kind of like the first time I actually got out there to share my work. And then she loved it so much to have me back on. And then um, from there, I would just go behind the scenes and help the radio show out. So what I would do is work on getting guests and got guests and then became a part of the show with help putting the show together behind the scenes. Um, and then from there, um, uh, we got uh, D.D. Turner on. And that's how I linked up with Stats was through D.D. Turner. Because you guys were working on the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend um, book. Ma, 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 ma. And the reason why I found that, because I'm going to do that, do some research. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do research. And I found out about that. And I'm like, yo, we got to have them on. And that's how we started that relationship. And then it was a great relationship that spanned into the radio show. And we, had, we did that for what, like three years? Yeah, yeah. It's still up too, Mixcloud. It's still up. <laughs> it's still up. Make sure you plug that Mixcloud. Check out yeah. the Chronicles of the Hip Hop Legend yeah. radio show. Is it T-C-O-H-L-L? Or H-H-H-L? T-C-O-H-H-L. Yeah, that's the one. T-C-O-H-H-L. Almost almost there. See? Told you, brain. Go on, man. Sorry, dog. And that was a wonderful experience because that kind of gave me the insight of how radio works, you know, the behind the scenes, getting the guests. Like, DD was a beast. She was the one doing all the audio, putting everything together. Um, so um, that was dope. But at the same time, while I was doing that, you know, my full-time job was I was in retail. I've been in retail all my life for almost 30 years, being in management. So being in management, that kind of helped me with that too because I always learned, I always, I was always good with um, socializing with people, networking with people. So I think that's one of my biggest talents is networking with people. Cause through that, I build relationships. Cause oh, you guys always say like, how the hell does Ishmael be able to get these motherfuckers on? Word. Because Word. I, <laughs> I'm just good <laughs> at building relationship with people and keeping relationship with people. Cause I come from a place of being truly genuine that yes, I'm, I'm invested in you. I want to get to know you and I'm going to keep that relationship with you. And so that's where I come from that premise. And so from the retail world to radio, that kind of meshed in together. And then also learning how marketing works on the social media aspect, which I think I'm, I'm pretty decent at that. And so just over time, just loving to get to know people and seeing behind the scenes and doing this and doing that kind of propelled me into like doing other stuff. And then like later on, I built a relationship with a gentleman by the name of Avon uh, Poole, Day With Daddy. Um, he created this nonprofit organization for fatherhood because he's a single father, he was, he's a single father. And so he wanted to highlight um, fathers. And so uh, we connected and I did the social media for Day With Daddy. Nice. Because yeah. it, it was it was pre, it was it's dope because it was just all about changing the narrative and highlighting the importance of fatherhood, and so that kind of got me into the fatherhood world and gave me the insight. Right. You know what I mean? Even though I got the opportunity to meet so many awesome dads, they told their stories, and that kind of gave me that 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 energy to create something a platform for men of color and fatherhood. And so that came, that sparked the idea to create Dad Is Not A Now, which, you know, I created. And, you know, it's a social media platform dedicated to men of color 
and fatherhood. And so from working with dead with daddy, even though that didn't work out, I wanted to create my own lane. And so that's why I created that lane. And so mm-hmm. it started from um, social, just posting images of different dads of black fathers, initially it was just black fathers. Um, and just doing that, doing that, pushing that out there. And then COVID hits and, you know, the store that I work at, I don't want to promote them. <laughs> it's a yeah. yeah. So the, Become an advertiser. Holler. Yeah. Right. And so they shut down. So I had to figure out, like, what can I do while I'm off? So um, uh, that summer, I it that that is now became my actual business. You know, my I got, it's mm-hmm. an LLC, so it's official. I did that. And then the next step was like, what am I going to do with this? And I'm like, oh, create a podcast. So that summer, I created the podcast. I did the YouTube. And then now I'm on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you find. So what mm-hmm. happened was COVID gave me the opportunity to, to just harness, like, what do I really want to do? Because for the longest time of all my life, I've never tried to figure out what was my purpose. What was what's my purpose in life? What do I want to do? Do I want to be like in retail management all my life, or do I want to create a space where I can highlight um, people as well as thrive as an individual? And so, by doing the the podcast, that kind of opened my the world to talk to other people. Like like my first guest on the That Is Not a Now podcast was Jane Elliott. That was my first guest. I don't know how the hell I was able to do that, but I was able to do that. So that was my first guest. And I just start building from there. And then, you know, I linked up with Juju. I've always kept in contact with Juju. I'm like, yo, Juju, like, like, I think it was you that brought it up. Like, yo, let's, let's do a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. And like, all right, we start building. And then I'm like, yo, let's bring stats. And that's when I hit stats up. I'm like, yo, stats, we, we creating this podcast. You want to do this? And it's like, yo, I'm down. And we start having a nostalgia about the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend radio show. Like, yo, we should mm-hmm. never ended it. They should have just kept going. Because, you know, we felt that traction coming. Even mm-hmm. though we were doing it for uh, three years and the fans kind of stagnant. But we kind of, my personally, I felt that there were some it was there's tra- the traction there because what we were doing was different from what other, other people were doing um we because do. we they added the literary series with the podcast which was never done before mm-hmm. never right. never done at that Guys, time years, you were years ahead of what you were planning yeah, we were to. years ahead and i just felt like if we were if we kept on going pushing the the literary series and the audio and and the podcast anything's possible and so to keep a story short that's me a little bit in a nutshell you'll get to learn more about me over time i pass the mic to stats stats is all you brother before we get into stats very quickly because this is a good opportunity to say we are looking for a female host i'm hitting up a few people that i know but even this goes out to the group and to anyone that's watching to this particular point make sure to like comment and subscribe furthermore and ring that notification bell to let you know when I'm we we are, I and we and he we're all uploading, okay? But we are looking for a female host as well because we want to. Yeah, we need that feminine energies, even yeah, though we're in the, 
It's not the Jehovah Witnesses doorbell. We're not the Jehovah Witnesses, so don't worry about it. I f- hopefully, we've already established that. Okay. Sorry, Stats, what you were saying? <laughs> Go ahead, Stats. <clears throat> Excuse me, but everybody, my name is C. Stats. Um, I'm uh, originally from Brooklyn, born and raised. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't really have a father growing, you know, growing up. My, you know, he was kind of out of the picture. I remember, you know, the whole separation thing. I was in Bushwick, Brooklyn. You know, regular kid shit, riding my big wheel, you know, all kind of shit like that. And, uh, you know, I, you know, for, that was like maybe when I was five years old. I remember, you know, getting up like five in the morning with my mother every day, you know, going from Queens to Brooklyn, going to school in the morning like that. I That's one thing about my child. I hate, I hate it getting up, you know, in the morning, you know. And, um, you know, I did have an older brother, which I didn't grow up with. He connected later on in life. Um, I had other sisters that I never really connected with on my father's side, but, you know, it was just me, you know, me and my mom, you know, for, you know, for a while. And, um, you know, after a while, you know, we moved, we moved, you know, to Bayview Projects out in Brooklyn, you know, and at the time we moved out, when we moved, when I moved out there to, to Canarsie, it was a lot of racism, you know what I mean? It was deep, deep racism was heavy out in Canarsie, man. And that was, that, that, that was actually my introduction to racism living in Brooklyn. It's crazy because, you know, you, you you wouldn't think all these things go on in Brooklyn, but they do. You know what I'm saying? Like Brooklyn has different areas where blacks don't live, you know, and, you know, and there's places where whites don't live, you know, and fortunately, you know, my mom worked hard, you know what I'm saying? Like she, she was, you know, doing what she had. I remember even going to school with my mom when she was taking classes in college. I was going to school with her, man. And, you know, so it was, it was a lot I seen when I was a kid. You know, but um, we moved there, and that's when I really got to explore. You know what I'm saying? Like my moms would be like, "Yo, don't, don't, don't go nowhere." I'd be like, "I'm out. I'm on the Bell Parkway doing wheelies." You know, meet me and other kids in other parts of Brooklyn. You know, and you know, it, it, it was, it was, it was cool. And then my little brother was born because she met, she met my stepfather around that time when I was 12. You know what I mean? And he was, a, you know, he, we, we had our differences. You know, we had our, you know, uh, uh, uh. There's still a lot of differences, but, you know, I, like I said, you know, I love him. He showed me, he's the one that introduced me to entrepreneurship at 12, mm. you know, um, mm. because uh, I lived in, the, you know, I lived in the projects, whatever. And what I used to do, I used to go in the trash and get old bikes. Yo, this, this guy just drove really close to my car. But, you know, he, he, I, used to, <laughs> I used to go in the trash and get, you know, <laughs> and get bikes, man. And, you know, and I started taking them apart. I would clean them up, paint them put them back together and give them away, you know, or ride them, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, when he came around at like 12, he was like, boy, the hell are you doing? You better sell him, goddamn man. So I was like, huh? Profit to be made, man. What's right. wrong with you? Make that money. He was like, the hell are you doing, man? So I started, you know, selling selling bikes. You know what I mean? 12 years old. You know what I mean? I wasn't selling for much, like, you know, 40, 40 bucks, 30 bucks. I was a kid. But that's how I got into the whole entrepreneurship thing. And then, you know, going, you know, I was going to school, doing, you know, regular kid shit. And after a while, I don't know how I got into to, to DJing, but I was really in the bikes, you know what I mean? And I actually rode, you know what I'm saying, like semi-pro, you know, in the, the what is it, the NBL, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's some people, I think it's the ABA National Bicycle, you know what I mean? So, you know, it was cool. Then it, it was a company called Cyclecraft. 
You know what I mean? Like they they had, you know, gave some stuff or whatever for you know really low prices or whatever. I didn't know nothing yeah. about being sponsored, but I think that was sponsorship back mm-hmm. in the days. Get a check for it, but I was just a little kid with a bald head. I had a bald head at the time. You know, all this hair here, there was there was none of that. I had a bald head and and because I was nice on the bike, you know, they used to nickname me Jordan because I was right. dark skinned with a bald head. You know, so racist. It, that, racist. Yeah. It, yeah, it was kind of racist. You know, like I said, I was introduced to things it. not really new. You know what I'm saying? Because I was young. So yeah. I, to me, it was, it was a compliment. They, they, yeah, I took it as a compliment. You know what mm. I mean? It was like, but it's crazy because a lot of the people that gave me the nickname didn't look like me. You know what I mean? So I was that that was you no know, certain you no know, sir. But they were they were all teammates. I was the young dude, they were older. So they basically taught me, and that's how I gained you know, all the knowledge of doing, you know, all the bike shit. So that took me to like Philly, took me to, you know, different parts of Long Island, different parts of, um, went to Boston, um, you know, went to a lot of places young. And, you know, and I got to experience a lot of stuff, you know, being, you know, just being a kid. But um, I think, and I had left that alone because, you know, people that did look like me were like, yo, what the fuck, what, what you doing, man? Right. Like, right, like, Flying around on the bike and shit, jumping in the air, you know, doing you know, <laughs> tricks and shit. It's like, what are you doing? So I was just like, eh, you know. So it's like I got pulled on one side, and that's when I left that alone, and you know, kind of went the other way a little bit for for a lot of years. But in that other way, I got introduced to DJ. You know what I mean? And oh. I ain't gonna front to 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 all you people that know about Technique 1200s. You know, Technique 1200s was like the must have. If you didn't have technique to a hundred, you wasn't you shit. want a DJ, so, you want a DJ. But but at the time, I'm 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 not I'm I'm young, like 14, 15. My mom's just trying to buy me no technique 1200. You know what I'm saying? So, so, <laughs> so them's expensive. You know, yeah, real, real expensive. So I I you know, being being creative and going without some you know really really makes you use your mind you know what i'm saying it really makes you do things yeah. and that and that's a, that's something i use to this day doing something with nothing how can i do the most with nothing you know right. what i'm saying and, and that's how you get across so you know my step pops you know at the time my, my mom's they both worked for the board of ed you know what i'm saying she was a paraprofessional and he worked you know as the uh the custodian so i used to go to the school all the time ride my bike in the gym i had the time I, you know i had a dog named bullet and I used to bring bullet to the school and, and you know, dogs, people know dogs got nails and the gym floors is, is shiny and shit. So bullet used to have fun just sliding across the floor trying to run. You know what I mean? So it, it used to have fun in there, but he gave me a lunch table, a cafeteria table. So I actually cut that shit with a saw and made my first coffin. Shit was like a hundred pounds, but you know, I made my first coffin. Right. I had a Explain Fisher Price firm table. Explain what a coffin is oh, for, for people that don't get that confused. For people that yeah, for people that don't know what a coffin is, you're not a DJ. A coffin is where you put your turntables and your mixer in. This is what you set it in, so it's stable. You know what I mean? And that's your setup. You know what I mean? I didn't have a cover, but DJs, you know, they they put the cover on their coffin, and this is how they transport their equipment to the parties, to wherever you got to go. So I I wasn't transporting that. I wasn't a mobile DJ yet. I wasn't doing no parties, nothing. But in the house, I had my coffin set up, cut it up, you know, heavy as shit. Put my I had one Fisher Price turntable and I bought a Gemini turntable, which was trash. 
That's because it's belt. That's because they were all belt. They weren't direct drives. That's the problem. They were belt drives. They weren't direct. You pull that back once, the whole record's coming off. You you couldn't. The one I had, you couldn't even pull back, and you put pressure on it. It was like you was on the boat doing the wave. You know what I mean? So. That shit, that shit used to jump up and down, everything. So I was like, fuck, man. But, you know, I was I was eager to learn, eager to learn. So, and, you know, in Brownsville, shout out to, you know, to DJ Larry. There was this dude named Larry that used to live on my block. And he used to do all the block parties and shit. So all, the hood used to come out, you know, everybody, hot dogs or whatever. But I used to be amazed. Like, yo, Larry really playing. He live on my block. He got two 1200s. I was like, yo, I got to get with this dude, man. So I used to, my, my best. My best friend Jermaine, that just happened to be his uncle. Shout out to Jermaine, man. Yes. Jay Banks, man. Shout out to you. Let me shout out to everybody in Beaverville. Dub, Murdoch, you know what I mean? My man G Dean, Kev, you know what I mean? Kev from Christopher, Kev from Sackman, Junius, Christopher Ad, everybody from, you know, everybody I grew up with, man. But he was wow. like, he used to DJ these block parties. Mm. So I got with him and he actually loaned me a 1200. Cause he wasn't really DJ anymore, so he loaned me one twelve hundred, and oh, so I said like, I put that shit on. So I put it on my right hand, so I got nice with my right hand on the twelve hundred, and I had the Fisher Price on the left side. Hmm. So when I started doing parties, this this is that's just how I did them. One one Fisher Price, one Gemini, and one I mean not Gemini, and one Technique got nice on it. Then I started doing you know doing mixtapes. You know, by now I'm in high school, and this is how I met D.D. Turner, Derek. This is how I met Derek. Me and Derek been cool in school ever since. We was, you know, we was all chilling. Yes. But he knew I was, you know what I'm saying? And I, I was selling mixtapes in school at the time I was DJ Sauce. I was cutting shit up like a Ginsu because I had the 12. So people was buying the tapes. And he was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Later on, you know what I mean? Because I was doing that in school, this is why he was like, yo, I want you to be a part of the book. You know what I mean? Because I saw your drive and shit. I saw what you was doing in school. He's like, yo, I want you to be dead. But, you know, I, I was always selling everything. I sold fucking my, 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 I don't know if I should say this, but whatever. Boy, had is finished. But he used to work in the school. So he used to give me bus passes for the year. For the whole year ahead. So I used to sell them shit. Right? <laughs> used to sell them in school. It's, bus it's passes. It's your past hustle, man. It's your past hustle. It's your truth. Speak it. Yes, man. Yeah, yeah. So... I used to sell the bus passes. I used to go to Franklin Mills and Reddit. You know what I'm saying? We used to have the aluminum for you bags coming out with all kinds of clothes to come home sell. I was selling everything. You know what I mean? And, you know, and, and so he was like, yo, I like, I, you know, I like the drive you have. So, you know, you know, we started doing that. But then also because I was DJing, you know what I mean? I lived in the Ville. There was a group called ICF, In Control Forever. You know what I mean? Shout out to Mikey Bones and Drew Shine because... You know, they knew I was DJing, so they put me, you know, they put me on as, you know, as their DJ, you know, slash mm. personal manager. So, you know, I was doing things for them. You know what I mean? I got them in touch with another label called Six Element at the time. This is how we got the write-ups and Word and Word Up Magazine, Double XL, The Vibe. Like, you know, we, we was on tour. We toured all over the place. And um, that was, like, a beautiful time because I got to meet everybody in the game. You know what I'm saying? Um, we talked with all. We talked with Fat Joe. We talked with Big Pun at the time. Rest in peace to him. Met the man, Red Man. Um, um, That's my dog. Day, buddy. Yeah, Miss Jones, Keith Murray. I mean, EPD. Oh, wow. Everybody, like, mostly, and mostly everybody in the game that you know that we had a chance to like you know share share the stage with. But 
the most memorable time I, I, I you know, I'll say was Survival of the Illest Tour. That was mm-hmm. that's when Def was Def Jam. That's when Def Jam was like bananas. So, you know, mm-hmm. at the time we had a manager named Eric Turner, and 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 shout out to Eric Turner, man, because he he introduced me to like the game, like the 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 game game. So we're in the Apollo, you know what I'm saying? All day one day, because you know the tour was stopping in. So you know we had all access to everything. We in back, we backstage with Jay, we backstage with Dame Dash, we backstage with Foxy Brown, we backstage with Met the Man, everybody. And and Met the Man used to call my man Mikey Bones, General Hershey, because everybody would be chilling, smoking, so be like General Hershey. You know, you know, it, like it, it was bananas, bro. You know what I mean? And and. This is when, and th- this is when, shout out to Keith Murray too, because this is when I first met Keith Murray. Keith Murray, we was all backstage, and the backstage, you know, it had a window in this big staircase in the back of the Apollo. You know what I mean? So Keith Murray just came through asking everybody for a Lucy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you got Lucy? He just got off stage. <laughs> right. Bro. So, every, you know so before you continue, before you continue, so people know Lucy is a loose cigarette, just so cigarette. that yeah, people don't think it's yeah. something else you're looking for. Because, yeah, it's a catch-up Lucy, I remember Lucy. <laughs> Lucy, I remember Lucy. It was crazy, man. So, you know, that you know that day I met everybody. Foxy Brown I met her on the balcony area. She was just chilling up there. I went up there. I was chatting, you know, spoke to her. And, you know, and this brings in well, I saved that DMX story because the DMX story happened on this day. So I saved that for later. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yes. but you know, but if we had camera phones, shit would be different. But, you know, uh, you know, so that 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 was that. And, you know, with all that being in, shout out to Slamming Records too, because they were, because ICF was the first group on a, a breakbeat label. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we, we broke, we kind of broke barriers with that, you know? And, um, you know, so after, you know, all the tours and all that was said and done, you know, I mean, that's, you know, me and Derek, you know, we linked up after that. You know, we did the show. You know, the book was first. Shout out to, you know, the Wong Darling. Rest in peace to Wong, man, because he was the original artist because the book started as a comic. You know, Rest and, um, you know, we, yeah, and um, we we uh, we did a lot with Wong. Wong, his art was different, man. It was like he was drawing life. You know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. this dude was really drawing life on the paper. It didn't really look like art to us. And, I, and this is how we knew, like, yo, this is what's supposed to be. You know, so, you know, Derek, I call Derek the wordsmith. This dude, this dude, his, his, you know, his grammar is sick, bro. And, you know what I mean? And this dude doesn't, you know, he didn't, at the time, there was no college, no nothing. This dude was just talking like a straight scholar. You know what I mean? So he wrote a business plan and sent it to American Express. And we had won this contest with Coca-Cola and everything. We went on tour with Eve, Mario, um, John Starks with the Knicks. We taught all these schools around the country, you know, around the country, man. And we met all these kids. And it just like, it's like a nostalgia, man. Like it gives you purpose. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So from then on, I was like, I'm all in. I'm all in with the book. I don't give a fuck what it is. We're going to do it. You know what I mean? And, you know, it took us, you know, it took us far, man. Like, you know, a lot of people were reading it. We did the audio book. When Wong passed away, you know, with, with the creative minds that we are, we had to switch everything up, you know, and, you know, rest in peace to Wong. But, you know, it's like everything happens for a reason. and it's like I, sometimes I feel like I missed that dude, but I was like, yo, if he didn't pass, I don't think it would have took the direction that it took. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he touched mm. like, like, like he, he touched on something major. I don't even think he knew what he was touching on. You know what I'm saying? And you know, he was a he was way ahead of his time with his art, man. Because I've still never seen a comic the way he can illustrate it. 
You know what I mean? And you know, and because we we valued that so much, we would we 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 would never let another artist touch the book, never. So because of that, it switched to a novel, and the novel led to the to the radio show, and it even led to me being right here, right now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, what I mean, I mean, that's that's basically that in a nutshell. You know, um, as far as the youth, like, you know, what I mean, and you know, that led to entrepreneurship. Now, you know, with from um, Mobile Tech Home and Auto, you know, shout that's out. like still. I mean, shout out, you know, shout out to, you know, uh, Walid. You know, he's one of the partners. Shout out to my brother Charlie. He's another one. I mean, these dudes, they really, you know, they're younger than me, man. And you know, I said it myself, if I'm gonna make stuff, bro. You got to channel into that younger energy. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, you know, and they, what they did was like bananas. I mean, it took a while, you know what I'm saying? But you still had to, you know, press on it. So, you know, man, I, I just got to give thanks for the journey that you're always going to have obstacles and things going on. Those, you know, but you got to wake up and say, that's just a part of life and just keep going. You know what I mean? Because, mm. you know, I, I didn't, you know, as far as, you know, successes, to me, there was twice as much failure. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't learn from your failing, like I fell 98% of the time, you know what I mean? Because I didn't even tell you about all the entrepreneurial things that I tried. Like there was, you know what I mean? Like I had a, a t-shirt company, you know, the classic line, you know, that 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 was going for a while, that failed. You know what I mean? I, I tried another mobile company in the beginning, that failed. You know what I mean? I tried to have a car sales company, that failed. You know what I mean? Like there's countless, countless things that I tried that, you know, that, that failed, but you always take something from it and apply it to something else, you know. And, and that's the whole thing. You know, that, yeah, that's the key to success, basically. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The, you know, but, um, you know, people don't get that part. But, you know, in a nutshell, you know, it led me to, it led me here. The road is not stopping. And I feel like everything is just beginning. And, you know, and for this show right here, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is different in itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can feel certain things, you know, when you're doing it. And I can't just do something just to do it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I can't just sit on here with, with, with two strangers and just have a conversation like this. It ain't going to work. You know what I mean? So, you know, but that being said, man, you know, we all, you know, we're all thinking as one. And that's the thing that gets it going. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. keeps it moving. And that's progress. And, you know, if, if one thing I don't like to do is give up on anything. And and, and this is what I'm going to say to everybody. You know what I mean? Like giving up is not an option. You know what I mean? And just like it said before, you know, we had the nostalgia talking about you know, yo, we should have never stopped the you know, radio show, blah, blah, blah. But in all actuality, we never did, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because as long as it's fresh in your mind, you know, it, 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 it'll be reality soon enough. You know what I mean? And mm. that's the key. You got you to hold it inside long enough until it comes out and manifests to what, you, what you're seeing. And I'm a true believer in that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it could get way deeper to what you put in you and everything. But I'm just saying that you hold it long enough, man. It will manifest and it will be real. So. I mean, shout out to everybody that's on the entrepreneurship endeavor. Shout out to everybody that has podcasts. Ma, 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 shout out to anybody that's just, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody that's just, you know, real with the show. Shout out to because I was always impressed with the, with, you know, with the mag. And shout out to them for, for even supplying the platform. You know what I'm saying? This is higher learning. You know, this is the higher, higher creativity. You know what I mean? This is, you know, you're just going to operate on that higher plane, bro. That's it, bro, you know? Well, one thing, I'm, yeah, no, you do, you do, no, thank you, no, thank you to everyone, no, no, seriously, but thank, because you know what I've realized as well, whilst listening to everyone's stories is, believe it or not, guys, ladies and gentlemen, um, and everything else in between, or whatever pronoun you choose to associate yourself with, I've n- never known these guys more than I have done over this little short section of period of time, but I just go to show, this was going to touch on to what you just said, somehow, 
I'm able to have these random conversations with people. Like where you said, like, this isn't something you could chop up with. For me, you can put me in it as long as I can gauge it. As, I can, as long as I can gauge where and where I can, where and when, sorry, should I say, I can interject and add my little two pieces on. That's how I end up meeting with people. Most people you're probably, I wouldn't be shocked to say, is like, he, you just spoke and then that was it. And here we are five years later or a couple months down the line. But I think what shouldn't be missed with this particular segment and this bio and introduction of ourselves is how much history and depth, knowledge and love, like for me being a DJ myself and a radio host, then knowing that that's how I met you guys through the Chronicle of a Hip Hop Legend when I was just finishing off of my West Side journey, which I was a bit indecisive with because I felt, you know, it's like you feel like you're doing a lot, but nothing's being reciprocated. But I still have never forgotten that craft and skill because I actually started watching, funny enough you're saying, I was watching back my old clips, my, my cousin, shout out to HN Spice, who was recording a lot of my my radio sets and the things, not the whole thing, but little clips and bits and bobs. And I started to sit back and I was watching it. It's like, oh my God, when I'm actually there now talking on it, it's like, oh, this was young. This is young me because, or young, not young me, but young radio me. I'm pausing. I'm like, oh, what should I talk about? What should I say? What should I do? But the music's still dope and this is still flying. I just think to myself, it's like, like what Stats exactly said. By not forgetting or giving up, it doesn't mean you've given up if you put something to a side for a moment and you've taken something from it. In order to be able to expand, in order to be able to grow, in order to be able to develop, use these things that you've learned, the trials and tribulations, the failures, because I think that's one of the key things to take away from what Stats was saying is like the amount of things that we've all done that have failed, whether that's job promotions, whether that's business opportunities, whether it's working, whatever it may fit, whatever it may be. I can be as a testimony, a test, uh, well, is it a testimony? I think is the yeah. right way. Testimony, yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. As to where we are at this particular time. So I would say we're on the lower number side. There's been a whole pandemic year's worth that we could have got a lot more things done. But because of our lives and the way that things have interjected, we are here right now. It's not about jumping onto the bandwagon once the bandwagon is rolling. The reality is, is you might actually be on one of those already just do just keep on going and find new ways to advance yourself but at the same time don't be scared to pull back if you're burnt out if you're stressed out find things that you enjoy don't when people talk about guilty pleasures these are things that are actually causing you detriment to your health and mental well-being or just your health in general including mental physical, spiritual, however you want to tie it all up. But the reality of the situation is if you're still going to keep some of these things in your chamber, if these are going to be your backup in your magazine, forget using the gun connotations, but it's the truth. We came from Arrow. If you want to put it like that, let's go back to Arrow. So if you have that in your quiver, whatever you've got, you can pull it out and use it when you need to, because sometimes you're not going to realize or remember until a certain situation or feeling comes into play and i think that's the beauty of what we've been doing with the no name podcast up until we now decided to call it the high creativity podcast which is a bit interesting in its own sense of a journey of things but i guess i got a shout out bjg who said i was on high creativity radio where it just made me feel you know let me come out my shell a bit more and speak to ish and say well look this is what he's already named it we're calling ourselves a no-name podcast is already no-name podcast already. So no disrespect to you guys. Hashtag NNP. I know you guys have been doing your stuff. But the reason why we wanted to keep it that 
transparent is so that we can let you know that look just look from the bio literally just look from our bio this is taking up a majority of the launch of this that's why we're giving you this now is because we don't want to have to read we don't have to have to go back to it all but this is where we've all come from from so many different lives so many different experiences so many different interactions but yet we've still managed together in the same little room streaming online thanks to the beauty of what technology can do and here we are and in a sense of calling it the no name podcast is just because it's just easy for really it's like why do we have to name something when we're having conversation i don't name that. oh yeah i had a um i had this conversation with ishmael which you kept, which we do do so hear me out with this i know it's a bit confusing but it's not like i label that conversation you know what i'm saying it's like oh this is this specifically and these are the only reasons why i talk to these people and then so on and so forth which you might do but for us here we just like to chop it up, have a laugh and have a joke. Like, look, if you if you look at our, our age bases, I think I'm the only one that said, yeah, I'm a 95, but you know, these are my elders that I'm talking to. But I still can talk to my youngers and olders. And like I've been told many a time over, how old are you again? People start talking to me and they forget my age. Why? Because I communicate with you. And no, that does not mean I exempt all that other BS that happens with this whole conversation here. I'm just saying... I am mature enough, if that's the correct terms. Look, yes, no, I'm looking at you mature enough to say, yeah. I could just talk with people. I, we can just converse. That's as simple as it is. Mature, uh, mature and that's the, do huh? No, it doesn't. It never mature, doesn't. I can, yeah. you can speak to a 10 year old and they've deeped you on a whole bunch of stuff that you never know. They've straight up capped you on certain things. And you're like, I can't even question that. Because when you start trying to think of the excuses that you want to give to others who are at your age or just further along in their journey in life, that's what we use as excuses. So like Stats was um, um, hinting on to you the same way, Ish is the same way I am, is that, look, it's all good, A, talking. It's all good, B, giving reasons and excuses for you not doing what you're doing. Excuse me. Like I said, I need to learn how to intake breath a bit more. Anyone who wants to give me free training, I'm also no, available. No, 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 just saying. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, there's that virtual juju, that virtual juju. See, I call myself Uncle Juju, that's a little insight right there. Um, but literally, I suppose, well, now I've now I've lost completely lost track. But look, long, long story short of everything is, is there's always something to experience, there's always something to deep ourselves in with, and in this world where we are with communication this is where we forget with our youths so before we get into the crux of everything i might as well use this time for my little bit of a rant and then we're going to go jump into our other subjects we're going to chop up about easter we're going to chop it up about um dmx and especially with your story and <sighs> good old d jackson Woo! Woo! I can say, hey, it's going to be a, this as a rebranding episode is a lot. I know it's a lot. So thank you guys for hanging in. But yeah, we go, we, we show you when we put it, we put it. We got, we got stuff to talk about. <laughs> but my rant is going to be about this, right? I've already been talking a lot. Maybe it could be good for a break. But these are the thoughts and considerations that are coming into play anyways is we forget. And I think this is great because of where we've all just explained our little pieces of history of growing up and what that's being like. We come from a generation where being outside and interacting with people, that's how you get your stats and you get your kind of appreciation of where you kind of sit within the animal kingdom or the human kingdom, whatever, not looking to offend anyone. But that's the truth of it all. 
But at the same time, we've come from a places where we have, we are the have nots or there isn't enough of. You might know the person who's got cable over on your side. We had cable and obviously Sky over here, satellite. So they've got more TV to enjoy, more cartoons to enjoy. They might even have a TV in their room, whereas we didn't. And even if you did, it might just be for your little, you know, your system and such. So that encouraged you as well. It's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, even if I'm going to play a game, I want to play games with my friends. You know, like I want to play, like if I'm going to play a computer game for a little bit, then I play that with my friends. Then everyone's like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's nice. In fact, you know what? Your it's nice outside. And your parents have said, yeah, you guys can go out. So you might jump on your bikes, go on a little adventure, or you might literally just go out, play football or some kind of so football here in the UK, soccer in the States, la, 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 la. Either way, you might go out and just be active with your, your your peers. Like when you used to go and approach girls, you had to find out from your brethren what worked for them and what isn't going to work for you. Why is it that I can walk up to Missy and you can walk up to Missy and I get nowhere with her, but she gets somewhere with you. So everyone starts getting together. So you're actually physically, A, in contact with people so you can smell, see, and touch them. Shout out to the scratch, scratch and sniff generation. We remember that. Um, and aside from the scratch and sniff, you you still are in, you are interactive with people and you'll show social peers and groups. And yes, it did come with a lot of backlash to a load of other people. Mental health and well-being has been a thing that's been consistent for all of these times. And I guess for myself, when I can and where I haven't been or tried to act up with your friends or whatnot, sure. I spend time with people who might be seen as a bit more as an outcast. And other times I haven't. I've been blatantly part of that bully situation because I've got the same dopamine responses and serotonin responses as other people have. We've lived life. Now, let's flip that, right? That's for me being born in 85. Now, imagine being born from 2005 upwards. So not only have we now gone from a generation where hip hop still was on that back and forth of, you know what, it's not just all about the bling and the, 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 the violence and the da, da da you're still getting your talibs leaking through, your most deaths leaking through. That's now slowly getting put under. Now we're going into the platinum era. And I'm just talking hip hop really because I think that's probably the easiest way to, to associate this. But the, the materialism gain started to go through the roof. And then technology started to advance as well. I come from chat rooms. So you could still be getting catfished by some old pedo looking for that conversation then. But you wouldn't, you, you, you would be like, oh, yeah, but I want to meet. Okay, yeah, send me them pictures. And if you have two bits of notice about you, or two bits of sense, should I say, be like, yeah, yeah, I ain't going to meet you. That don't look legit to me. Or you carry on a conversation. Or better yet, give me a phone call. And if they ain't ever willing to get, and bearing in mind, phone calls at these in our time, they cost. You didn't get three minutes. No free text. These things cost bank. We had to go to phone boxes because we couldn't use our parents' phone lines. That's what I'm telling you the struggle is. And that's the real talk. But that made you realize as soon as you pick up that phone and that does not sound female and your age enough, all of a sudden you're like, Kluk! nah, <laughs> not playing that. Right? True. Chat True. rooms became extinct because of it was literally a cesspool for these people to come to so now we had direct messaging msn messenger now we've come up through those areas where you're actually to a point where you're like you want to meet these people and if you were fortunate enough to have a webcam or you know where technology was getting to that point there was a little bit more of this now let's jump another 10 years ahead 2015 six years ago how much of things have evolved and changed and the reason for me going down this line of a run is because it touches into 
what we're exposing all of ourselves to and especially the youth to. This is a conversation I was having with my cousin because what triggered the whole thing was, is why do they want to take their lives? And I said, to, and when I really sat down and thought about it and took two steps back and I thought, well, why wouldn't they? Imagine this, your best friend has got a million likes. It's an extreme, but they got a million likes for doing a side post of their whatever, regardless of the age, right or wrong. They've got a million. You do the same thing and you only get half a million. How does that sit with you in your own mental and well-being? And also knowing there's a whole bunch of commentary to go with that as well. A whole pile of commentary to go with that. So now literally you are consistently exposed to nothing but onslaught. Now, here's quick another flashback. So like I explained, you used to have to be around people, get those rejections first place, how these things work. You could even talk to her friends. Her friends might even be into you. And they're explaining why, because they want to get with you. Where is that now, though? You don't get, we've had a, as much as it was harsher in a certain sense for us, because we're having to physically deal with people, we had a buffer. Now you don't. Now the reality of the situation is, which we all knew, Bearing in mind, right, that we used to have to have something. Think about all of us here. Why were we able to get to here on this particular journey at this particular point? Because we all knew we had to bring something to the table. That's what it means. Whatever it is, even a small faction, bigger faction, but this is what it is. You couldn't just cop, you know, control alt C, control alt V. So copy and paste for those who don't know the shortcuts. There's just no, there's just no way you could have done that. Whereas in this particular generation, that's no longer the case. It's exactly what is known, what is liked, what is whatever. And you're sold a consistent illusion that you can make it. You can have the car, you can have the clothes, you can have the girls, you have to have this, you can do this, you can do that. That's the reason why you're finding people commit, you know, taking their lives or now, you know, Instagram having to rework algorithms to not have like showing and having all, you know, this kind of that, that visual acceptance to things is because it's starting to destroy how we are as people. Now, will this always be the case? No. But will it become, vi will it become viral in a sense of an actual viral disease? Not in a good way, in a bad way. Will that then start to consume a lot of our generations going forward? Yes. Because it doesn't matter how much mental health and well-being that you you have or support you have, the reality of the situation is even I still have it because I've come from a generation. Yeah, you need to blow, man. You need to, you know, you need to kick off, man. You, yo, son, we gonna blow. This gonna be it. Yeah, crazy. We gonna do it. We gonna be big. Everyone gonna know us. We'll have all of that stuff. But then as soon as you start to creep towards that and you realize who's putting in the work and who isn't putting the work, it's just in the same way that you get never get shown. What work has to get put into to make these things work for you? Then you you don't get it, and that's that's the honest truth, and that's the reality of the whole situation. This is how fickle we are as human beings, and this is the reason why I believe a lot of the youth have a harder struggle, and where we need to step in, not to just show to them. It's like yes, I like the answer of just like you see this. If I you know what better yet, silent when I go when I go to bed. Right. In fact, when I wake up first thing in the morning, instead of checking on what messages I've got, who's hollered at me, whatever it may be, spend five minutes just alone thinking about if you can remember your dream. Right. So just even think about what day you've got ahead of you. 
just take that five minutes. Like there's little things that we can, where we know can help because we know a life without. When you've grown up in a life with this being consistently here from having your parents to, to your family, just giving you a, a device here, you know what, you know, take this, go on a tablet, just, just shut up, take this, just go play the game. Just don't right. spend nothing. Because we, there's people that are coming in and out of that as well. And that's how we've ended up now. So the purpose of the rant, this particular rant is we need to be here for each other as much as physically and spiritually, mentally and digitally possible. Okay. The way things are going, it's not going to change. But how we choose to accept it is what's going to change the narrative. Because don't forget, they're telling you all of this stuff. You think that you need to do what someone else has done to succeed without finding, well, wait a minute, where do I fit on this? Great famous words, which I heard from, you know, um, P. Diddy and also from um, The Rock from Helter Skelter. Shout out to, you know, the whole Hel um, Helter Skelter clique, Smith & Weston, R.I.P. P. Yeah, yeah. Same way when they were giving their advice. The reality is, is not everybody can be the rapper. Not everyone's going to be on the front. This whole will, this whole thing that's working takes a whole bunch of hands to make. So don't let them sell you that dream that all it takes is a good couple posts, an OnlyFans account or whatever it is, because when that dries up, which is undoubtedly going to do and the next trend's going to hit, where are you going to be? Are you going to use your experience? Are you going um, to use your connections? Or are you just going to reach out to us? For real talk, this is why we are here. Once again, High Creativity Podcast. Where else can you get this better? In fact, this should just be just, just a general therapy show. No, I'm joking. We ain't got the rights for that stuff. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's like, look, just reach out to us, right? Or reach out to other people and have those conversations. Yeah, you might not be on the front lines, but the reality is, is all we're trying to do is survive. And if that bank is where you want to survive, then we all trying to achieve that regardless. Don't value your worth by what other people value worth as. Value your worth for who you are as a person. I know it's easier said than done, but I know for a fact there's another, my, my boy Ish, like I know, we've gone through some serious dark times and dealing with these things right here. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's Uncle Juju's rant for today. Now we can get into the regular motions and everything else. So. Well, good, well fast. I, I just want to add to it a little bit. Um, your rant adds so many layers to it when you talk about the materialism um, going to around that generation. But to me personally, I think materialism is a as 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 American as pie, like racism. Um, materialism is a part of the American culture. You know, what I mean, if you go back to the days of like the George Washington and when they wore the wigs. That was a form of materialism. Um, you go back, if you go jump, jump ship to the eighties, you know, that was mm. like the, the evolution of materialism. You know, when someone had, that was the start of when people using credit cards. Was it though? Wasn't it more after the industrial yeah. boom after World War yeah, II was, when America started to really push out you know their advertise yeah. their advertisements yeah. and so that's where materialism really became a thing but right. anyway sorry right. I didn't mean to cut but anyways go on yeah no it's all good but yeah but like I said you know I, I know I jumped many generations but again materialism is just a part of the the the, the US culture DNA that's not gonna go away um, mm. um number two um it's just the philosophy that these generations living in is that high school mindset is the same thing we dealt with when we were in high school. Like 
high school um, books, likes this, that. Like if someone didn't sign your your um, high school book, they felt like it was something wrong with you, you know? And That's where I see the yeah. world though. Like the yeah, fact is yeah. we're run, we're, we, I still believe that, Oh, sorry, I should have maybe added, sorry, but that's a great point you touched on. I just want to miss it, is that I believe that certain people peak in their understanding in the world from 13, and those who peak at the ages of 18 are the ones who basically are where, where we kind of are, where even though you're getting that knowledge, you start, you start to realize that there's certain things that your knowledge isn't adding up to. And I look right. at the world, and if you think about it, if you go into these... um you know, like when you watch the the one the BBC and they have the House of Commons and they were having these discussions, a lot of times, and even with the the direct conversations that they have or questions to active members and people who are leading, it literally is worse than high school. A whole bunch of people <laughs> yelling, "You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You don't right. look like that. You don't rah, rah, rah. And that's but how how is that how has that not changed for any of us? It hasn't. Right, but I, I see like one thing because I was listening, and one thing that 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 I didn't, you know, that I think that's a big issue, not even an issue, but it's just the American way, is consumerism. Yeah. Um, consumerism, consumerism is a whole nother aspect that nobody's touching on because we we as people are led to consume everything that we see, and this is why they call us consumers. You know, mm -hmm. so if if you want to talk about materialism and everything else, that's all under consumerism. Yep. You know, and the reason why and the reason why a lot of these kids have this problem is because they were born into extreme consumerism, where you can't even consume a whole three minute song anymore. You have to have a clip of it. You know, so you're, you're, there's so much stuff to consume right now. It's bananas, and this is why you have people so focused on the screen because mm. all they're showing you is different things to consume. Yep. Now, with that being said, you know, what I, you know, it's, it's always a different perception of, of everything. You know what mm. I mean? So like I was telling you before, it's more science than it is anything. Yep. Because if I want to sell you a dirty ass sock <laughs> with stains on it, all I got to do is hold it up and smile. And tell you this sock right here is my lucky sock. <laughs> I had this shit on eight months. If you wear it, you're gonna be lucky too. Right. You know what I'm saying? And somebody gonna be like, oh shit. You know what the <laughs> is if you have a winning sock. if you have a winning lottery ticket or something that happened by chance and you say it's because of this sock I won the lottery, and you can prove it because you've got that lottery money, all of a sudden someone now sees value within your dirty bro, sock. You don't let, let, let me tell you how simple it is, right? With these days, with consumerism, and and this 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 whole aspect of wanting everything with no work put in, right? Mm. I can hold a dirty sock and just show you a picture of a Lamborghini. Yep. I don't yeah. have to be in it. <laughs> Photoshop. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to be in. It. I just show you a picture of a Lamborghini with me with a sock in front of you. You're gonna be like, yo, we got the Lamborghini with the sock. I don't <laughs> forgot to tell you it's mine. And that funny thing, this funny is, enough, all you need to put is hashtag lucky sock, and that's it, done. That's it. That's it. So it, it's, it's, it's so much, and this level of consumerism has been scientifically researched so much for years. 
that you can't get out down to the colors that they show you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, so, so when, when we talk about, you know, these kids being born into this new era, they're born at the height of it. Mm. It's only going to, it's only, it's only going to get more. It's only going to heighten. It's not, it's not like when we were little, like I remember when I had my first cell phone, I think it was easy talk or easy mobile or some shit like that. Telemobile, something like that. And, and, th and this is the times when you had to press N on the phone. If you didn't press N, your minutes just keep running. I got yeah. a bill for like 1800. <laughs> I got a bill for like 1800 because my mom's then press N on the phone. She was using this when we had the big brick, the big brick phone. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's where the flip, the flip didn't cancel the call. The flip was literally to protect your numbers. That's Motorola days. What? Understand that? that, that the, the sim, your this? sim card used to be a freaking. Oh man, this isn't even a joke. No, I'm sorry, guys. I have to use some visual references with this shit. It was just gonna get myself wherever. So this is always the card for people that use it. But that was the size of your SIM card. That was your yeah, SIM card. That's your SIM card yeah, that you put into your phone. Just letting yeah. everyone know. The size of a credit card. You know, it, yeah, it, it's been it's bananas, man. So it's like, you know, and, and you know, my thing was always, you know, because you know, I wasn't really into like the the norm like where i didn't really follow what everybody else was following so it was just like kind of different for me but i used to always say like i used to always look at it like all oh, these people looking at the screen you know oh you know this person got likes this person got that and i used to be like yo just pull the plug if you pull a plug you don't know who's doing what yeah. you know what i'm saying if, if, if you just go up, if you just if you just if you looking at a screen like this and you turn the other way you don't see what's going on you know what i mean and the thing is, like I said, consumerism. We're at the height of it, so you can't get away from it. Yeah. Everything mm. is heightened. When, when you see when you, your favorite musician is on TV with eighteen Lamborghinis, big giant gold chains, and everything, you're like, "Yo, I got, I got to get that." But yeah. you don't know that shit could be winning. That shit, that this, that shit not yeah. his in the video. And you don't <laughs> know the thing is winning. But we know that now because this is actually a beautiful, a beautiful segue to to the Easter conversation that I want to tap into. Um, but it's exactly just that though. When I found out, I think it was like an article in I can't remember if it was Source or Double XL magazine. So I'm not going to quote which one it came from. But I remember reading an article where the artist literally broke down and said, "All of this stuff that you see is rented." They, these aren't the chicks that they're rolling with regularly that they're pressing. These aren't the cars that they're regularly going around rolling in. These aren't the regular Rolexes and chains and money they're throwing around on a day-to-day. -day. This is all for show. And it was from that mm -hmm. moment, it hit me. I was like, yo, what? Come, in, you know, it's like, come again. We read it. Everything is simple. Yeah, like and I was like, they're I'm, setting, I said, like, they're setting you a dream, right? Right, I, I and that's what I was going like. One of those crappy infomercials at two o'clock in the morning, you know. No, but they look crappy, so you can't trust in it. Oh, yeah, if you take these drugs, it's gonna do all of this to you. You're like, yeah, okay, okay, good, good, good work for the stuff you did before, but this is the this is the this is the depth of the pie that I'm looking for, right? But with this stuff. There isn't there isn't a disclaimer. It's not like at the beginning of the video that they put out to say there was no <laughs> there was no jewelry cars or women yeah. hurt during the making of this video or owned by artists. Look, there was one group that did it. 
it was one group that did it, the Roots. The yeah. Roots yeah, okay. made a video. Shout out to the Roots. Remember that, right? Shout yeah, out to the yeah, Roots yeah, for yeah. doing that. They, yeah. and, they, and, they, and they made a mockery of that shit. Like, they told you a long time ago what it was. But, you know, mm. even down to, like, even down to, like, a, 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 a commercial. Like, look at McDonald's, right? You yeah. think McDonald's is going to ship the real burger that they serve you on a commercial? Nope. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna they they they're gonna they're selling you an illusion. And and when I and when I saw the science center going behind just doing that, using paste, glue, and all kinds of shit to make the burger look, putting wax on the bun, and all, I'm like, yo, this is all science. Man. I didn't know like, I didn't know it was that far. Shout out to Sam Stowell photography because he does a lot of food photography for some big people who I've you know known from my uncle and since I was a kid. You know, so I get I've got to see behind the scenes food making. So like, you know, when you're taking the um, not just food making, but taking for like the actual images and photographies, you know, it's not always warm. And they're, but they're never giving off the illusion that it is. They're just trying to make it look pretty. But the things that the, he uses and his team uses are all natural. Right. So there's nothing that's whatever. But when I heard that Burger King, not Burger King, sorry, is it Burger King or McDonald's? Even all of them, they're using things like dry ice. Yep. They've taken these shots yeah. through all these other things. They're painting on yeah. what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, yeah man. It, the, 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 right. The seat. But it, it's just selling you an illusion, bro. And and this is where people get caught up at. Everybody's oh. caught up in the illusion. You know what I'm saying? And it's not real. You know what I'm saying? Like, these likes are not real. You can't take these likes and put them in your pocket and go to a bank and be like, listen, man, I got a million likes, man. Right. Give me this loan. Right. That shit don't right. matter. <laughs> Give me yeah. some that shit don't, <laughs> that shit don't matter. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about how many likes you got. You know what I'm saying? Nobody gives a shit. You know what I'm saying? Give me, so give me 5, like, likes this week. I'll give you back 10,000 next week. You lying. <laughs> I can't like yeah. that. I don't like that. <laughs> and then, and then, but and, and, and it's just crazy times because, you know, at, on the same time, on the same note, like, there's this kid on YouTube. I don't know. His, I don't know this kid's name, but his parents are making money off of just filming him playing the toy. Oh yeah, you know, Do you know uh, uh, just to make sure I get that correct. Now carry on, carry on, because I've heard of him. He was actually mentioned on yeah. the Charlemagne podcast recently as well with um, Brilliant, the Brilliant Idiots podcast, I think it was. But it's yeah. like he's a, he's a sensation, and the same way with the Kinder Egg, exactly. the, the Kinder Egg toy thing. Like literally, you're paying people. Exactly. Oh, anyway, sorry, go on, Stan. So let me turn to that. But, 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 but my point is, do you think that kid cares about how many likes he gets? No. He don't give a shit. He's just playing with toys. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He don't care. He don't even know what's going on. So it's like this, this. that alone shows you how unreal all this is. He's playing with toys. No gold chains, no Lamborghinis, no nothing. He don't care if you're watching oh him or not. God, these. Sorry, it's a cup. All you care about is the toys. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, but just to, so we're gonna, we're gonna show you how we're bridging out. And I mean, we're supposed to segue to the Easter thing, which I'm gonna tap into off this as well. But you're definitely right. So just waiting for this to load for you guys, but just so that you have a bit of an understanding. So yeah, this oh, is. You're, not, you're, this not, what, you're still messing with AOL, aren't you? No, 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 no. I'm, wait, I'm messing with stream. I'm messing what? with the, the company that we're using right now. What? But yeah, there you go. <laughs> what? 22. Yo, he made twenty-two million dollars. No, his parents 
made 22 million because let's be literally let's be literally honest so his name is ryan of ryan um toys review um so yes the kid himself literally for him if he was to look back to that and say to his parents 20 i was worth 20 this is this is this is what i brought you in 22 million how much of that money do you think other than the toys that he's getting are his parents giving or giving to him? Because I've even heard that in some of his videos, his dad or whoever's recording is trying to speak more and get involved to try and help plug himself or their selves because they know that literally they're going to get exploited. Like they, they know as soon as they tap into his money, everyone's going to look at you like you're a piece of doo-doo brown. And like we said before, now that good piece of doo-doo brown, just doo-doo brown. No, you just doo-doo brown. You don't get no melody with that. You're just bad. But, bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, million, 22 million. Bro, so from this article that was, I found on Forbes, so shout out to Madeline Berg um, for putting this together. So Ryan of Ryan Toys Review really isn't that different from any other first grader. The seven-year-old loves trains, cars, and he giggles over Disney characters. He builds entire civilizations with Legos. Right. Except, right. So I'm going to kick into this as well. Except when he plays, except when he, sorry, except when he plays, he does so in front of a camera. An adult, presumably, then promptly uploads the video onto his YouTube channel for his millions of followers, most who are elementary school age peers. So here's a, here's a, here's a scary factor for everybody here, right? So first of all, that's where YouTube are getting their money from. That's legit because they're not charging them anything. So let's, let's deal with that, that level of consumerism, right? Second of all, I don't know about you lot. I don't know how long you guys played with toys. Maybe I played with them for far too long than I maybe should have. And that's where my imagination has always been key and where I've been able to be as creative as I am in the imagination and creation sense. But then we used to do that for free. Yep. And with each yep. other. Yep. But now because someone's decided, yo, let me just film my kid doing this. And how many other people have now tried to go off the bandwagon with that? So without spending too much time on it, we're going to leave that with you guys, ladies and gentlemen, live and eat that all, as you all may. All I gotta say before we move on is this is the digital version of pipping your kid out. Yeah, no. facts, facts. But then again, it's like it's no different than putting a video together for you for what we have over here called you being framed, where your kids are doing stupid stuff. You submit the video, and you might get you know a couple hundred or however much you get. I won't like to put a number to it because I haven't got the stat the the right amount, but you get paid for putting funny videos up for yourself. If it gets shown, you know, it's like no different. Or if you, like you said, like when you were talking about, you're not going to get paid for your likes. Well, you get paid for your streaming outs as advertisements and things kick into that whole stuff. That's how that's happening. But that's also what I was meant to tap into as well was all these likes that you getting these people that you see instant success with exactly. Like you said, you can't bring that to the bank. So anyways, Loving the conversation, absolutely loving the conversation. But back to consumerism, Easter. Let's touch on this. Let's let's touch on this quickly, right? Before we get into our other little bits and bits and the level, because we've we touched on this on Valentine's Day. Go back to make sure you check that out on the No Name Podcast episode where we literally go in about you know Valentine's Day and, and my my personal views on certain things. Come for me, I'm here. But real talk, like Easter, once again, another pagan-based holiday that's been twisted into with a Christian twist, and I have no beef saying this. But what I find so hilarious about this whole Easter period is exactly what he Easter really means. Do we all know what the Easter really comes from? Break it down, brother. Right, so it's, 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 
it's the pagan celebration for the spring solstice of um, fertility. So the eggs are supposed to represent the eggs within the womb. The rabbits are supposed to be the fact of, well, rabbits, as they say, they're humping like rabbits. There's a whole thing that's tied into it all. So this right now, spring, summer is supposed to be our most highly sexually active parts of us as being humans. If you go by the pagan sense and whatever, whatnot of how things work. But now all of a sudden, we then want to add on to this being involved with a Christian based holiday. Right. And not only then we do we want to skip over the quick, because I'll never forget if it's the death of Christ or birth of Christ. I always don't give two flying whatever's. I really don't care. You guys stay in your feelings. I stay in mine. But then not only did it go from fertility and the right time for us to be as one and get together, start to have children. We then go to a man on a cross, which people then praise for being the segue to God. And then we now go to selling chocolate eggs, which we then say to our kids that we're going to plant in different places to go and help them to find. And this Easter bunny is going to come up to you with a basket full of chocolate eggs. Thoughts? Go ahead, Staz, you start. <laughs> like I said, man, everything is based around consumerism. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is why you have all the you know, the, the rabbits, the Easter eggs, the chocolates, everything that, you know, that, that's selling on, you know, on part of it, you know, and Easter is so sewn in into, into the culture, like, people are always going to, you know, celebrate it just like they celebrate Christmas, just like they celebrate everything else, you know, mm -hmm. but, you know, no one, no one really cares to, you know, to, you know, to dig back and to really know, you know, you know, what's going on. You know, and, you know, when you look at history, you find all sorts of things, you know what I mean? And it, for me, it just got to the point where, you know, you know, but it's just like, you know, you just don't really bother to really explain it to, you know, to people anymore because, you know, people are just going to take their own point of view, you know what I mean? So pagan holidays will always be celebrated, you know what I'm saying? You'll always see the rabbits around, you'll always see all these things, man. And, you know, all you can do is just, you know, practically just teach, you know, what you know to others and see, you know, see what happens. But, you know, Christmas, Easter, you know, those those two things are, you know, from what I learned, completely false. You know what I'm saying? And what can you do? You know what I mean? And, you know, the whole thing with the eggs and, you know, the fertility and, you know, and, you know, all that, man, it's just, you know, to some people it's damaged. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They can't really... They can't really digest, you know, certain things because it's so sewn in. You know, you have all these churches like, you know, I'm sitting out here now and I'm and I'm seeing people, you know, coming from, you know, church, you know, and everything else. You know what I mean? And, you know, what are you gonna tell them? You know what I'm saying? What are you gonna tell them? And, you know, and, and we could take it back, you know, to you know, to a control thing. You know what I mean, because it is kind of controlled. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 more to me. It's it's more of control than anything. That you know what I mean? Because it, it it's like if you don't follow certain things, you you know you'll go to hell or you know you know this will happen or you know all this other stuff. So it it's more about mental control. And, and I can even take it back to even you know the books they gave us. You know to to Willie Lynch days, to Jim Crow days. You weren't even you know allowed to even read the Bible. You know what I'm saying? And you know and and if we did read it. 
you know what I'm saying? It were pages torn out. It was, you know, it was like false interpretation of everything. You know what I mean? And, you know, with that being said, like I said, if people really look back and dig, you would know that a lot of these things are not real. You know what I'm saying? That they're, they're false. You know what I mean? That, I mean, that Valentine's Day, everything. And just the other day, this probably doesn't have nothing to really do with, you know, Easter, but, you know, a lot of people like to get married on Easter, you know, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I was just listening to this comedian, I forgot his name, and I just happened to find find out where the engagement ring came from. You know what I'm saying? And what did he say? Because I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got my, ver- I found out a version of where the the wedding ring came from as well. But what what did he say? Yeah. I'm interested. Well, it was from a diamond company called De Beers. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. And uh, they were they were they were losing money. They couldn't sell any diamonds. You know what I mean? So. You know, there were it was around the times of war. All the husbands were out at war, and all the wives were at home. So what the biz did was they had a whole you know campaign of you know of diamond rings on women's fingers, smiling and the diamonds and the, you know this Marilyn and that. You know, and all that. And yeah, yeah. It was our girl's best friend and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So these people, these soldiers came home, you know, from war, wanting to you know buy their wives these diamond rings because their wives were like, I want a diamond ring. You know, I want one, blah, 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 this and that. So this company actually just raised the value of diamonds on their own because soldiers would started burning their wives, these diamond rings coming home from war. And, you know, of course you come home from war, you want to get married, you know? So this is what they were doing, coming home from war with these rings and you married. This led to the whole thing about, you know, diamond rings, engagement rings, everything else. And this ties to, you know, consumerism and, you know, with American culture and that goes along with Easter, you know, with the eggs, the chocolates, the gifts, and everything else, Christmas, you know, buying the Christmas trees and all this other stuff, the cartoons and everything else, man. So, you know I mean, it's real deep. It's so deep, you know what I mean, that you're not going to come out of it. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me, so let me deep you on this, right? Mm-hmm. So what the comedian touched on was partially right because I started to deep dive on this a good couple years mm-hmm. ago. So, yes, you're right in a sense of where diamonds became excessively popular, in a sense it became a pop culture thing. The second thing a lot of people don't know is that this company actually has a load of diamonds. The problem was is that diamonds, especially in that part of the world, are just regular pretty stones. They serve a purpose in a way, but they're just regular pretty stones. So what they actually then decided to do was choke the market or make it seem like it, that these stones are extremely rare, even though they've got a massive amount of back you know stock backlog effectively also this ties into the reason why if we knew if us was to go down into go to africa mine for diamonds someone comes up with a literally a diamond this big but it's unrefined even if we were to get that refined get it to look like a big massive pretty ass diamond right which would be worth cakes right now if it's not done by the right person Mm. who's actually certified that diamond is worth nothing. So when people get a lot of these things done, they don't know that there's actually a specific way that they laser or etch in a certain design to let you know that this has gone through the correct means. So that automatically means anyone who's mining for diamonds automatically isn't rich, even though they should be. They should be able to take a pocket full of those raw diamonds, get them polished, and then they should actually be in wealth. But because it's not done in that certain way, there's nothing to be earned, to be earned. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, lost stats for a minute. Then the other side for the wedding ring or the engagement ring comes from actually, once again, pagan times. 
Right. So what they used to do is they used to actually get married. When he got married to a woman or became betrothed, they would tie them into the center pole right. of their actual huts. Right. So what they wouldn't be able to do is to leave the play, um, leave the, their, their space. But once the space became maybe either too limited or they felt comfortable for their missus to go out, they will take a piece of rope and tie it around the, that what we call the wedding ring on the right, right. Um, the left hand on that, um, on this particular finger here. And once they, once they had, once they had basically tied the, sorry, I know you just joined back, but in a sense with the, um, whilst I was just explaining to Ish was when it came to the actual initial engagement ring, this was once again, of a bit more of a pagan thing. They used to tie their missus or their betrothed to the middle of the actual hut. And right. what I would, they'll have a piece of rope so they couldn't leave. That was it. Now, when they felt that they can trust them or the space became limited, they would then tie a piece of rope with a knot on the top. And from that particular point was where the kind of engagement ring or to say that you're a taken with this particular person came into play. So it's great points that you touched on, literally because of the level of consumerism, because of the fact of wanting for need. And also, once again, it's just how you portray it to someone. Nah, 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 nah. I've got this. You ain't got it because you can't afford it or your parents ain't about it. Then all of a sudden you are now consumed with getting that. Even if you might get it years down the line, you might just because you can say to yourself, you know what, they couldn't afford any of this stuff. So I'm I now can. So in turn, funny enough, consumerism has this great butterfly effect that you might not get it now, but you're definitely gonna get it later on down the line. But anyways, Ishmael, right. your thoughts on Easter. No, my thought on Easter is that um that, uh, you know, you have the consumerism aspect of it. You know, you want to profit, people want to profit of um, people's false beliefs. Um, uh, when it comes to the religion aspect of it, you know, uh, my feelings is if, to me, religion is like a luxury. It's just something that people go to when they're like down in their luck and they want something to believe in to get them out of their, you know, situation. And so, but the religious, the religion aspect, to each his own. If it makes you feel good, all good. Uh, but at the same time, if it affects, you know, other people in a negative way, then we have an issue. So my feeling about it: if you're happy about doing the Easter thing, all power to you. You know, you want to dress up, go to church, all power to you. If this is gonna help you become a better person, all power to you. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm not going to go into a deep philosophy, <laughs> well, philosophy rant on Easter, you know. No, nah, that's yeah, I don't, I don't think we've done enough. When <laughs> 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 we, we smack that one up us upside and say, so you guys got our views already. So, right. So we've got, we've got two last little bits, as we mentioned, that we'll, we'll touch on. So we know this is a bit more of a lengthier one. But this is a launch. This is the rebrand. This is where we finally okay. settled and said, this is us. And what we're going to consistently try to provide to you guys, because once again, we're going to, I will keep that word as try, but we will consistently have something always for you. So what I was going to go and segue onto now was going to be a certain D Jackson, a certain Derek Jackson who got caught out here, which has been covered by so many different, shout out to Abra and Preach, love you guys, amazing what you guys are doing on the freeness, and then you can also check them out on Patreon which we will advance to 
at some particular point and have merch involved with it and a whole heap of other good stuff. So just bear with us. We're coming for you guys. But other than being covered to head to toe is just like Stat said earlier, we're not trying to be out here getting caught out giving advice or telling you guys what to do without talking from our own experiences, the things that we've observed. And also, as you can tell, for our grand understanding of things, we always find a way to be able to to bounce off and see things from as many spectrums as we can, because that's how you have a great debate and a great conversation and understanding. Do we expect you to walk away and feel, oh, yeah, no, it all makes sense to us now? No. And if it does, cool. But is that all you or is that all us? Always ask yourself that that whole question and where you sit with it, because you are entitled to your own feelings, even though people don't want to tell you so, even though you feel that you're going to be cancelled. If you truly feel that, understand it. Why does someone get upset with it? Try to understand that if you've got the time and patience for it. But this is where it goes back to me with um, Derek Jackson and the fact of like what I was saying earlier, he's absolutely perfect for the job that he is doing. Because he's managed to sell that same dream to his his peers. I'm not gonna bring I'm not gonna bring his business into this, but she is part of the equation. Regardless, I'm going no whole bars with this. You were literally out here telling why brothers are trash because you were out there consistently delivering that trash. The same way you can speak to a garbage man from 20 years ago and speak to a garbage man of today, and they will tell you it's vastly different. We have to pick up recycling. There's now chemical, there's now biological, there's degradable, there's undegradable. That wasn't the case 20 years ago, or it was. We just didn't pay as much attention to it. But this is where I'm going to give my little my, my, my little <clears throat> track yeah, that really. I came up with. Just my little, it's not in a whole track, it's just my little meme for this whole thing. But it goes simply like this. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, <laughs> your son weren't for real. He got caught out there plenty times. He was out there spitting plenty lies. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Who your son is trash. He out there and he's smashing plenty, but he's out here married. And I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. But your son got caught out there solidly, man, for real, for real. And you know what? I'm happy for it because what I what I'm finding more and more as we're now growing. And I think this is where we need to really start using this digital age that we're into is stuff like this. That's why I I listen and follow to the podcast that I do and I'm invested in. So shout out to the half cast podcast from out here. Shout out to even um, flagrant Two. Shout out to the Brilliant Idiots podcast. Shout out to the David Banner podcast. Shout out to the Mo Gilligan podcast. Shout out to the ZZ Mills, um, which is she just does a ZZ Mills. I'm not sure if it's officially a podcast. Um, link up to um, TV to people like Chunks and Philly, um, to the Shoe Fits, to all of these great productions. And that's just to name a few. So sorry if I've missed, but and a Bill Burr as well. Is the reality of the situation is, is there's a whole bag of people out here who are generally doing the same thing that we are because this is a notion that we have. We believe it's better to have the conversation and also to help fill in the gaps of those people who never really thought that way. It's easy to switch on your phone and say, this is how I feel because my mate Dave or my mate Ewan or my mate Johnson, they all follow this. We laugh at it. We share it in our group. We all keep things to a side just know you're entitled to your own feelings. And that's why I tap into the whole thing of people like Derek Jack. It's a great intention that he was out here with. And he was doing all the stuff he was talking about. So he had the right to talk on it. 
I think where for a lot of people get upset is that he tries to claim himself to be this person. But if I go from memory, I don't think he's ever come out there and actually physically said, I do this. That's why I'm a great man. No, he just said, if you're a man and you do, it always feels like it's his guilt trip. I'm not trying to get him out of jail free card here because there's no way for him to come back from this. But the problem is, is how people have received his message. They believe he is talking from a place of this is what I am doing. Now we talk about consumerism. This is actually a really great episode. Where it kind of comes to consumerism <laughs> and into it. But this is how much we consume. This is this is how scary it is. It's because he's, I don't think I've ever seen, he's, he's all he's done is said, don't do this. This is what you do. You're trash if you're doing this. But I don't think there's one point where he's actually physically worn that t-shirt and said, I do this. That's why you are trash. Because I think for a lot of people, as soon as you do that, it opens up that gate. Right, so he marketed yeah. it, marketed it really well, but that's my own mm-hmm. point. So, that, anyways, go on, go on, go on. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to touch on this for real, real fast. That I think what happens is in this world that we live in is that we put people on the pedestal without not knowing information. It's like, good, like Jacks, Mr. Jackson. Um, he never proclaimed he was this, he's just selling books, he's telling you what you need to do. To me, he he reminds me of like you know, you know, your father or your uncle that was sleeping around with chicks and he's telling you, don't do this. Be faithful to your woman. So you can't get mad at the person that's doing wrong, but just listen to the message. Just listen to the message. Separate the message from the person. No one's perfect. We all have our flaws, you know? And so it's about to separate. He's telling you, yo, don't do what I'm doing. He never said that, but you know, he's a man. And sometimes men are only faithful, not all men, but some men, some men are only faithful until their options are limited. You know what I mean? Pause. I look at it. I mean, I look at it like he was, he was just doing business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I said, people like to consume and he knew this. You know what I'm saying? So what he did was write a cook, you know, whatever books he wrote, whatever stuff he was saying, he was selling a brand. You know what I'm saying? He was selling. You know what I mean? So he he would tell you, oh, you know, blah, 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 this and that. He knew this is what women wanted to hear. You know what I'm saying? Because if you do the, it's once again, you know, women buy mostly everything. You know what I'm saying? So if, if you picturing something to women, they're gonna come out in droves and support you. You know what I'm saying? And you know, that that's just how it is. You know, so like, you know, he knew this. So that's what he channeled in that. And you know, he won. So, you know, he in that sense, because he got his he, you know, he got his idea across. But at the same time, you gotta remember when you selling yourself, like you you're not selling a book about somebody else. You're not selling yeah. an image of somebody else. Now, if he was selling the image of somebody else, like his name is Derek Jackson, but he was selling, um, you know, my, my, my name is Jordan Knight or some crazy name, you know what I'm saying? As a whole yeah. other person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been different. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> it would have been different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but this, <laughs> that, but that, this old, dude, that old school, that old school was, <laughs> what do they call it? You know, where you do the sleight of hand, you know, we have the little ball you know underneath saying? the cups and stuff. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? He should have, like, to me, 
he was better off being a rapper. You know what I'm saying? He could have changed. He had. He could have had. His, he could have. You know. Um. D. He could have name could have been D. Trash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he he, he could have wound him. <laughs> or D. Bag. Straight up, we call him just straight D. Bag. Yo, they call me D. Bag. <laughs> Deuce for sure. He could have wound about all this shit. He could have rhymed about all that. Then he could have had songs about being a good man after all that. And people would have bought it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They would have consumed that shit. And then yeah. and then when he got caught out there, it could have been like, yo, he said he told you in the music already. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, bad at him. They would have gave him a pass, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's all about, you know, like, like I said, consumerism and perception. So now what he did was he tried to sell himself. As this, you know, as this individual, and then you get caught out. There. Now your brand is finished. <laughs> it's beneath nah, him. Yeah, for me, for me, for me, for me, it was the for me it was the factors when his missus jumped on and he had. I think that's where it. Oh, it I think it was a three. It was a, do you know what it was? It's like you know, bad things happen in three. This is the perfect example of it, right? You can believe in what you want to believe in, but this is the reality. Is like first of all, you see video with him and his missus holding hands, right? So it's like okay, right? We're, we're allowed. Right? We know what you're doing. We know what you. We know what you do. We know what you're doing, right? Then your missus comes out with the green beret, the army, the army thing gives her, you know, powerful woman speech, and they're trying to make us in the case of whatever. Which, in fairness, she is kind of right because think about the amount of cheating people that's been out there that are still in relationships on both bars that we still make things happen. So let's never forgive the, never forget, sorry, the power of forgiveness. Right. But you live and you do your life. But well, that's well, yes, you're right. But for me, the show that broke the camel's back was the third one when he started speaking to himself as a third in the third person. I was like, that was the point which made me come up to the conclusion that I <laughs> I get now why you why you are out here doing this because he's like he's trying to explain is that the Derek Jackson who's been speaking to you ain't the Derek Jackson that you think that you know. The Derek Jackson that's been doing this is the Derek Jackson the same reason why I'm telling you not to do it because when I, I was just like, okay, dog, I get it. But like exactly like he said, stats, you're profiting off this. You're selling books and lifestyles. However, we can't take away in certain cases. Let's just hope the damage isn't so far done. Is how many people he did touch that got them out of toxic and, you know, manipulative ways of thinking from just general consumerism again. I think that is the easiest way to plant this because despite what you consume, whether or not it's your friends or close family or it's news outlets or it's from what people are selling to you on adverts the reality is is the amount of good that did come off that where you actually i have heard people turning around and say i've realized i was in a wrong or i've realized i haven't i'm not trying to take away from what his actions have been doing i just find this hilarious because so guys take this how you want to this is just a general but, discussion right, but i but, find that just funny as hell is you were but, doing it all <laughs> and that's why you could talk about it to me i'm a little cynical <laughs> about this to me you know how reality is scripted to me, mm. it kind of felt scripted to me. Because it, it, mm. at the end of the day, like you said, it's that it worked because people still talking about it. And it, it, like, right. it's in everybody's skit. So I know that behind right. the scenes, thinking that how can we make more money off this? And what's going to happen? He's going to make a book about it. Yeah. I ain't buying yeah. it. I will download it. I'll put it out there straight. Yeah, you <laughs> see, that's the power of the internet. Right? I, will, look, I, I will spend my own I, personal I, I, I time. I never knew who you are. 
I never <laughs> know. <laughs> okay, right, right, right. So once again, shout out to Abram Preach because I was well aware of Derek Jackson from watching this this stuff from back then. But then, even though you're right, actually, short of a year, I did not know who he was. I know there's there's plenty of other people out there doing what he's doing, though. I just guess it's just like he got caught. <laughs> he really got caught out with his BS. That's just what's well, hilarious. He got, he got, he got loaded because he fucked up. Yeah. It was to, again. It's, it was scripted. I, I won't be surprised if we'll see a movie made by Tyler Perry about this. I would Man. actually make it just for the bank. <laughs> you think it's a joke right now? We need the money to help. We need money for marketing guys. We need to get the merch up. We we out here trying to do for you. We need to hire people for this. So if you're gonna help us sponsor making a Derek Jackson movie, <laughs> we will do it, and we're gonna call it D Bag for short. <laughs> Literally, that's gonna be the full title: the Derek Jackson movie D Bag for short. We go. How many people will go watch that? If that was Bruh. actually a movie, how many people go watch it? And the worst thing, because of us and our attention to DL, we would literally, it would be one of the greatest things you've ever seen. It's going to be up there with Judas and the Black Messiah. No disrespect to the two messages. Let's not get that confused. We're not confusing the messages. I'm just saying it's going to be up there with Cinematic Genius because we're going to really get into it. Especially, you know, that all that juicy stuff that you're used to with Hip Hop and Atlanta and all of these other things that teach you about this stuff and sex in the city. Ooh, you ain't going to stop us. In that world, any. Any exposure is, is good exposure. It don't That's matter what kind of me. special guest you know. <laughs> Right, so <laughs> wait a minute, Derek Jackson. <laughs> Derek Jackson. <laughs> Derek Jackson. <laughs> I'm a dear. <laughs> the, the cheating chronicles. What happened on stage? <laughs> That'd be twisted. Well, that would be crazy. Could you imagine I'm a deal? Oh, just they all intertwined with Derek. And Derek's like, oh, I shouldn't do this. I promote a good message. But <laughs> <laughs> I like, was promoting. <laughs> he kind of looked like a Medea actor, like he was in one of the movies. Right? You know what I'm saying? Right? But but this yeah, one we're trying to does art imitate life or life imitate art? That's a good question. That's the ultimate question. And funny enough, I think it, one can't exist without the other because one didn't happen without the other. Yeah. Simple as. Yeah. But this yeah. is how we all take it, really. I, I suppose, you know what, not, but you know what, out of everything, we're not trying to, you know, crap on high for especially another brother trying to be out here and making it. But I guess it's what we're just trying to say to everybody is, is walk yourself down paths that you feel that you can answer for, regardless if it makes you feel like crap after think is the best way for me to express and to truly say that same way with me same way with anyone else anything i talked about people or any advice that i feel that i'm giving or guidance if it doesn't work or it doesn't whatever take responsibility for it and don't be afraid to approach that person and have a deeper conversation around if anything we can take around from this is is that it doesn't matter what color or what shade or what kind of sprinkles or what sugar or whatever the hell they've put onto it, packaging is still packaging. And it's not until you get behind the packaging and find out what the workings and how many loose bits and unnecessary whatever's it is makes what it is. Do you want start to understand things and don't live in your own guilt for it. For something that he's done, yeah, do you know, like anyone said, I think the problem was is that he dragged his missus through this whole thing as well. That was that, that for me was wrong. You could have left her, regardless of ways, if she felt that she wanted to do something on her side, then cool, do that. 
maybe she did want to do that. We don't know because we're not there intimately with it. But then there goes the deeper side of the thing. This is how much conversation did happen. So, yo, I will say this to anybody. If you're not used to digging yourself into dark rabbit holes without being able to understand there's some knowns and unknowns, and there's going to be a lot of unknown, (laughs) unknown, unknowns you're never going to know about. Yeah. tongue twister i know then that's the easiest way to deal with certain things is being able to let that go and not allow yourself to get pulled like gravity to the whole thing and this is going to segue quite interestingly and beautifully into the case of where you cement and you ground yourself into certain things because of the environments you're in and what you're subjugated to so this one's very emotional i suppose is the best way to describe this for all of us um and this is this i'm gonna bring up the screen for this one shout out to hip-hop dx as as well and to kyle eustace for publishing this out on april the 3rd 2021 to 43 p.m so by the time that this is airs it's obviously not going to be kind of known news well not known but it's obviously going to be known but it's not obviously as instant but yeah man this i think this article says it pretty much all all in all itself um you know, DMX is in a real, real bad way. So the, the you know, there's a title as it goes, you know, you have people like Eminem, Ja Rule, L Cool J, Missy Elliott and more rally around DMX following reported drug overdose. The hip hop community is rallying around DMX following a reported drug overdose. According to TMZ, the Rough Riders legend OD'd on Friday night, that was April the 2nd, and went into cardiac arrest. DMX was rushed to a local hospital in White Plains, New York, and is currently in critical condition as he fights for his life. ABC7 spoke to DMX's attorney, Maury Richmond, who confirmed he had a heart attack and was on life support, but wasn't clear on the drug overdose component. Uh, so as he quotes, I received a call this morning from Al Simmons, was in hospital at the White Plains Hospital and that he had a heart attack, which um, said Richmond. I'm not sure how it was induced and that he is now on life support. And just to go to show, um, so, you know, if you guys want to check this out, it's on the Hip Hop DX, which should still obviously be there. But yeah, this goes into, we've had people like Mar- um, Eminem, Marshall Mathers, you know, Jar, T.I.'s, Shout Out, Killer Mike, Ice Cube, Missy, LL Cool J, Chance the Rapper. That was actually a great video if you haven't seen it. Those, which I didn't even realize he was doing through the pandemic as well. Like that just goes to show you how much X was really doing his bits here. Ice T, you know, Scissor, Maxwell, Little B, CJ Secret. And that's not even the takeaway. The yeah, I mean, these are all of the main heads, but not even not recognizing all of us who have tweeted and found that this is the only way that we can shout out to people. So this is kind of an, a, a really explosive subject just because of, especially as um, me and Ish were talking about, is if you guys haven't seen the Rough Rider Chronicles, you know, make sure you, you know, you, you check this out. The, the full, well, the full three episodes of as much as we kind of let into. But I didn't, I just, I, I was, I, I, I think maybe it's because I'm from the UK. Like I already knew about, you know, the locks being part of Diddy and whatever, whatnot. But Rough Riders didn't mean nothing to me until this man came out. He was the first official CD that I bought, not even through legitimate reasons. He was the first album I bought. It's dark and it's hell is hot. And that was his, what, second or third album that kind of came into the game? Yeah. That was, he was, he was my first guy that I bought, I bought off someone. My first official CD I bought, right? Not parents, not shared. It was this man, right? And 
just him in general, from the the obscure dog barking to just the energy, the fact that he had asthma and still was busting down like he did, and then you come out to find out how deep the drug side of things come into, not publicizing that whole rock and roll lifestyle. But man, like the kid, the 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 thing is, is just the the whole heart attack potentially, you know, like brain in a potential vegetative state. And we're obviously got well wishes goes out to X and all the family and to everybody who's been touched by this person. But I, I, I don't know what else I can really say, say to the matter other than I'm like probably most, I don't want to say much just at this point because the love and appreciation that I've had for this talk, like for real, like anytime, anytime I hear an X song, no matter what it is. And one of my, I think my favorite, favorite extra. In fact, maybe we should all start with that. Favorite extract has to be, um, oh, there's so many, um, slipping. Nah, it has to slipping is my number one track. Cause it's the only track that's mm. hard to find full with curse words. Most of the versions you're ever going to get is obviously yeah. going to be is censored, but it's just the whole fact of the use of the beach. So shout out to the producer behind that, but just the beach, the whole essence behind that, but it's just that whole track when I've ever felt in a real way, and that track just seems to stumble upon myself. I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Yeah. Gotta get back on my feet so I can test up. Yeah. Yo, and that's what we're kind of expecting with this man. Like that's mm-hmm. what we're used to with you. We get we have to lose you, dog, but it's just it's such a turbulent life turbulent life he's lived in order for him to give us the greatness that he has so that's my two pence on that guys so sorry for the long one but I had no, to. No, it's all good bro but um yeah no nah, I agree I agree with nah, you I was like, gonna say, yeah it, it's agreeable man I mean I agree with everything he said but you know I um I mean DMX was 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 one of those one of those I don't even call him an artist I just think he was just like living his true sense outmost, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and it just came out in, uh, artistically, you know what I mean? He was on that frequency, you know? And, um, like, he was a special artist for me because, like, he helped me through, like, a lot of stuff, like, personally, like, listening to, like, the things he was saying. And mm-hmm. then when I seen him, all, you know, relying on the Lord, and, you know, doing certain things, like, it was just like, wow, you know? And um, Slipping was one of my, you know, one of my favorite ones. And then, um, I don't, I, I don't know if it was give to the needy, you know. Oh, you don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. Get to the ah. That used to put me on like a whole nother energetic like level, but Perhaps. you know, it's crazy, man. And um, like I remember one time, like I like my one of my favorite things in hip hop, you know, what I mean, was the time I got to you know like really see him. And um, I was at the Apollo about the survival of the Ellis tour. And um, yo, no joke, I've never seen nothing like this before in my life. I was looking out, I was in the back backstage looking out the window, because you can look out the window and you see like the, the side street. It's on 125th, but I forget the between streets. So it's one of the between streets that I was looking at. And it's mad people outside, because that's like the back back door. So I'm standing there, you know, looking out the window, and I see like a suburban coming down a block, mad slow. And then all I hear is, where my dogs at? Bro, 
this dude was literally driving down the block. He opened the door and just started <laughs> screaming, where my dogs at? Yo, the whole, everybody on the block just formed around the truck. Bro, the dude got out the truck, left the truck there, and just started walking in the middle of the block with everybody. I was like, yo, look, like, just seeing that alone, like, the, the, the power that this dude had, like, over the people, just saying, where my, just screaming out where my dog's at. Everybody, like, and the shit just swarmed, you know, and he came in, you know what I mean, and he didn't perform, because we were there all day. He didn't perform in the daytime. He performed at night. So he arrived, like, later on in the day. This is how I got to see him arriving, you know what I mean, and, bro, when he performed, Yo, he would not get on the stage unless everybody got off the stage. Everybody had to get off. If you wasn't, you know, if, if you wasn't, if you wasn't on the stage when he performed, like, nah, not with everybody yet. And um, he did something to Swiss. I ain't gonna say what he did, cause but if phones if phones was out, it would be crazy what, what, what I saw. But I, I ain't even gonna say what he did to Swiss. But Swiss okay. played a wrong song in, in one of his um, you know, in in his act. You know what I'm saying? He played one of the wrong songs, the curtain closed, and he straight like curse twists out like I never seen before. You know what I mean? And he did something he, he did something else, but I'll leave that alone. But you know, but when when we just seeing him perform that night, like the energy that he had, and he, the whole stage was red. Like they turned all the the whole Apollo turned red, bro. I, just seeing that before he came out, I was like and I'm standing backstage watching that shit. I was like, yo, this is the best ever. Like I'm like I, it, nothing could top that shit. So, you know, in, in life, I, I'm just happy that I got to see that man, you know, at, at his highest point. And then this is when, you know, he was fresh or Def Jam. Then, so I think I think he sold two albums. They both went diamond. He was on top, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I just I, I just, you know, appreciate I got the chance to see that man, because when I when I heard about what was happening, I was just like, damn. And, and like you could tell, like this is one person you could physically see the battle. You know what I'm saying with, with his addiction, like he 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 wasn't afraid about it. And then when I found out how he got addicted, you, did you see the interview when he talked about how he got tricked into smoking crack? Yeah, and I watched that on the um that whole oh. experience. And the fact the guy still to this day denies that's exactly how it all happened. Yeah, that's and, the thing and, that and killed like, me. Yeah, and I'm like, damn man, like to, to, like just to hear that shit, like the you know to hear his story, I was just like, wow, you know what I mean, and. For him to make it out all that and to be at the, the, the in the movies, the like, yo, DMX was big, bro. You know what I'm saying? And see that it was like, yo, man, like, yo, you, you can you can do anything. Bro, and, Romeo must die with a with a Leah and Jet Lee. Are you being this, bro? Yeah. <laughs> bro, and the way his character was in that as well. Right. Yeah, no, no. And, and this is like this is like around the time you know around when that tour was. I think Romeo Must Die was a little after. I think he probably filmed that like a year before, you know, before he came out. But I was just like, wow, man, just to feel that energy, man. And I don't, and, and to me, I mean, kids still have artists like that these days. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think you're going to get an artist such as DMX or Old Dirty Bastard or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like these type of dudes, the, the way they presented themselves, the way they handled you know, like their lives is, I mean, it's not canny. It's not something that you're used to, but you know it was the truth. You know what I'm saying? It was no gimmick. You know what I'm saying? And this man really shows you his heart. Like, he gave it to you on the plate. 
and prayed for you at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the shit that that really caught people. You know what I mean? Because yo, if you if you was on his side, he genuinely cared. You know what I'm saying? And and you can see that. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Shout to to everybody that's, you know, on his side right now. You know what I mean? Shout to, you know, X's family, you know, his kids. I mean, everybody, man. I, I, I can only imagine, you know, what they're going through right now. But, you know, I, I give all my energy to him and his well-being and his health. You know what I mean? Hopefully he comes out of that and he can talk about it. You know what I mean? Do more music. and Because, yo, Exter had a lot left. That's what I say. Right. You know what I'm Just saying? Just on the whole, the whole thing with the locks. Like, I mean, I was waiting. I thought this was, this is the thing Dude. that got me the most was that I thought this is, I thought, especially with all the work he's been doing through quarantine, the Locks album from the um, Drink Champs to all of this stuff. He's supposed to got, he's got a new album coming. Yeah, yeah bro. He has this is a what new I'm saying. album coming. This is what I'm saying, man. Like, yo, the, and, and, and I'm not going to say too much more because I, I got, I got really got to go soon. But, you know, yeah, one thing right. I'll oh, say, yeah. you know, in, in, in this culture, man, in hip hop, we lose a lot of good people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's trauma in, in itself. There's no other culture that loses so many people like we do in hip hop, man. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, to everybody listening, you know what I mean? Like, take each day, you know what I mean? Like, like you can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like, never try to waste a day, man, because you never know when you're going to be out of it. You know what I mean? And that his addiction was a strong thing. You know what I mean? I don't know how that what you know, I, I, I don't know what he took. Nobody knows anything. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I know he was battling that a long time. You know what I mean? And to me, I think that 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 new energy he had played a lot of part in what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he was on a whole new high, man. You know what I'm saying? Everything was like starting over again. You know, because when I heard that that lock, the the, the locks joint, I was like, oh, X is coming. You know what I'm saying? He on the shit again. I was like, I like to see that, man. You know, but you know, I mean, shout to his family, man. You know, I mean, it's it's a sad thing, but hopefully, he'll be doing right. He'll be right back, just like we're watching right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna play that on tonight's on radio show, for real, for real. So obviously, by the time this is out, this is gonna be out already, but it's gonna be on the um the number four with the locks and um DMX. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> oh, just nice. but then you know what you but you know what you're right. I mean, because they obviously don't want to hold you up for too much longer than you are. Thanks as always, stats um and for your contribution mm-hmm. and stories. Um, because that's just crazy, man. Yeah, just having DMX roll up in your hood. Well, my yeah, I'm here. What's up, dog? <laughs> I'm here, dog. What are we doing? What are we doing? Is it Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Let's go do what we're doing. But you know what I think um just touching on lightly is from being from someone who has leaned very much into juju and and i mean juju is in the sense of weed that's why i call it marijuana cannabis whatever you guys want to call it and then um also with alcohol is that there's a certain creative space and also psychedelics there's a certain creative space it leads you to and once things are starting to started to move and you're so used to operating in that position and mindset it becomes your go-to and I think that was the problem is exactly like he's saying is things are starting to go in a certain way, but he still most likely had crutches during those periods of time, as far as we're aware and that we know of. But that's also just because of how much the body is used to it and where people say, well, you can overcome it with your mind. Look, I'm going to say to everybody here, try going from being a severe cigarette smoker, try going three days without nicotine, three whole days without nicotine. Right. And it will back me up here. I weren't the same for those last three days until my little shekels came through. And I think to myself, right. if you're trying to tell me that anything that's A-class is that times 100, 
I get why they do. I get, I, and I mean, I don't get it, get it, but I understand it. If I'm that much and then there's a whole dependency on this whole other side of stuff, yeah, right. nah. Alcohol, you can wean yourself off of. I know it can get bad for people, but yeah, that's doable. Things like nicotine and other sort of high higher end A class drugs. That's a great thing about you know you know juju and as well as like uh, mushrooms and things. So yeah, I'm happy out here to say this is that you can pull away from that. You can go a couple of days and you're all right, but you go too many far days and you're too deep in the alcohol basin of things. You're you 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 can you can die from it. The same way with nic mm. nicotine can come to such a point that you will start to do dumb shit. Yeah. Like I will put that out to anybody. So the when when people talk about addictive and mind states, once you're on something and you're in that space, there's you unless you've been there, and I mean truly invested in being there. So don't, I'm not encouraging you to, but once you've actually invested in that, you're gone. Ish, anything you want to say to wrap up the um, this 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 pod on X and or not? Yeah, man. On on a, on on a, on a, on a, on a, on a, a big note as we kind of end the podcast. I think we should end it off like this. Um, the one thing is, I'm hoping that uh, Earl Simmons, um, that's his his real name, um, uh, make right. it through because unfortunately, what happens is. You know, we all know he grew up in a troubled uh, youth. Um, and as he became well-known for his talent, people love him for DM being DMX than being Earl Simmons. You mm. know, separate the rapper from the individual. And I want to thank him for being an advocate for mental health without him just saying it. Because if you think about it, all his albums, he talk about dealing with mental health. So to me, he's a mental health hero because mm. he's told his truth in his music. And that's why it was so relatable to everybody because we can relate to a DMX track. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I want to thank Earl Simmons for being, you know, open and transparent with his stories and as well as helping so many people on his journey. Nobody talk about the good things he's done for putting a lot of people on. Mm. If you think about it, if there's no DMX, there's no Rough Riders. They go hand in hand together. Facts. Yeah. And the music he put out Facts. and the stuff that he's done, I just want to thank Earl Simmons for all he ha has done for the, for the culture and just for mm. life in general. Thank you. Mm. For real. And we're not talking like you're gone yet, dog. We're just hoping, but we know that you're on a very tough road to recovery at this particular moment in time. So as everybody else has said, our well wishes and spirits go to you on this day that we are recording it, which will be April the 4th, Sunday, 2021. Y'all just know you you are truly loved. You, Regardless of what you've gone through and the things that you've had to go through to get where you are, you literally are that tale of, you know, a dog that's down that can always gets up, dust yourself off and try again, man, for real. And even if, it, hopefully this isn't the last speech on it. And if it is, then we're obviously going to tap into it anyways again. But just know we, you know, we truly love and appreciate everything that you've done. And like Ish said, advocate for mental health without realizing it. An advocate for the black people without realizing it. An advocate for the African people without realizing it. Um, but you did what you had to do and you only saw forward. And exactly like Ish said as well, and stats is that you gave, 
you gave so much and supported so many of us, whether it's for your music or personally and for what you knew. And I suppose is the way that I would take it. You know, if you're real, you're my dog. Again, where my dog's at. Right here. You're right here, yo. And that's it. I still call people my dog to this day, you know, for real, for real. But if you stay tuned into this very moment in time, or maybe this is the clip that you've caught yourself onto or the part of the podcast that you caught yourself onto, like, comment, and subscribe. We went in for this new rebranding episode. We covered a lot. We got to hear much more about us and as we sit as people. Just know, real talk, guys, we actually do love you guys. I don't believe that love is love business, but the reality of the situation, sometimes love and understanding isn't always as commercialized (laughs) as it's sold to be. We just here for you guys. All right. So peace, love, all that good stuff. The high creativity podcast. We out here. Love to you, Ish. Love to you, Stats. Peace. Peace. Peace.